Okay, of all these titles, whatever will be, We the People, Solid Wall of Sounds, Ego, The Killing Season, do you have a favorite so far? So when the album comes out, we can say, Tip told us about... Well, I think the space program. Space program, okay. The I space program. Space program. It's time to go left and not right, geezers. Thank you very much for joining us back on the That's Why They Were Quality podcast. Well, we're going to conclude our journey of a tribe called Quest. And let's jump straight back in. In, I, I reckon, possibly one of the greatest albums of all time. I was sitting in a Weatherspoons, actually. And I was talking to my friend, and she went to the toilet. Anyway, when she went to the toilet, I got my phone up. And I had Facebook open on my phone and I scrolled across this tweet, um, this post, and it was a handwritten letter. This letter, by the way, was posted on, I believe it was, it was the 27th of October, 2016, uh, 28th of October, even it could be. So this letter reads as such to all the good people worldwide. We hope this letter finds you in yours safe and without a scratch. Last year, this time, myself, Jerobi Ali and Fife had the extreme pleasure of performing on The Tonight Show. It was our first TV performance in 18 years. The energy for us that night was one that we hadn't experienced on stage together in some time. It was also the night of the Paris bombing. November the 13th, Friday. An unseasonably warm night in New York City. As we left 30 Rock, I felt the need, we all did, to get back to the studio and start to cook up. So we got to it. It was coming together nicely. And as you may know, we lost our brother, may God rest his soul, on March the 22nd. But he left us with the blueprint of what we had to do so we collected ourselves and along tribesmen buster and cons we completed what will be obvious obviously the final tribe called quest album no this isn't filled with old five bars this is that pure unstepped on pure and on November the 11th, 2016, we will complete our paths and rhythm. Join us. Peace, Q-Tip. And that was the way of announcing that after a decade had passed, after 18 years had passed, the answer to the question, will Tribe Called Quest ever release any more material was finally fucking answered yes they will and we come on to the final album we got it from here thank you for your service yes absolutely that was unreal uh god that, that just listens you just relay that that i remember reading that, that when he did that post it just gets me pumped still i remember being so pumped at the time me and you probably messaging each other back and forth like uh like a couple of toddlers having smarties for the first time. It was, yeah, what a way to announce like an album's coming. It was just so out of surprise, out of left field. No one expected it. And like you said, the fact that he specified that, you know, it's not posthumous five shit. No, this is, this is, we were working on this. 
I've never been so pumped for an, for an album to come out in my entire life. And I think it wasn't just me and you, you know, like a lot of people were the same, like a lot of people at uni as well that I didn't know were, fight, were Tribe fans. They were pumped for this album to come out. And there was no expectation. There was no expectation. That was what I love when in an album and there's no expectation and you're just announcing it's coming out shortly. I love it. And it's just, it's, you know, when it's just not overhyped and it's not overpromoted to fuck to death. And that's what this was, and just perfect way, no sort of, no gimmick, nothing flashy, just a full-on tribe way to announce the, the end of their career, like, amazing. This was the best use of social media I've ever seen, ever, honestly. Yeah. And the, it, only good, the only good use of social media. <laughs> right, it's true, and it, it, there's, you don't have to pay, like, a fucking million dollars. It was just, like, a heart-written letter to fans, yeah. and that's all it was. There, there was the there was no budget behind it probably he just just wrote it himself in some creative like um fucking font but just <laughs> not that aerial like not aerial no he was, was more times new roman no it was it was a oh, mixture of stuff but it was um <laughs> just but just great and so we come to the 8th of november 2016 that was the day the Tribe Called Quest last album wasn't released. That didn't come out then. But there was another piece of news that was in the news that day. That piece of news was the election of Donald Trump. Also comes from Queens, New York, by the way. Similar to... Similar. Don't, don't, don't say that. Don't say that. These are from the same parts. That's Michael Rappaport. I only know that Michael Rappaport brought it up on the podcast. He comes from a similar area as Tribe. <laughs> No, no, fuck that. Trump's Trump's from Connecticut. He's from he's from Vince McMahon land. <laughs> he's from Stamford. Uh, anyway, so yeah, that was the date on the eighth of November two thousand and sixteen. Donald Trump was elected. Actually, true. This isn't a film. Not a film. This actually happened, and we're still living in this fucking time now. He's elected as the U.S. president. Right now, a historic moment. Uh, we can now project the winner of the presidential race. CNN projects Donald Trump wins the presidency. The business tycoon and TV personality capping his improbable political journey with an astounding upset victory. Donald J. Trump will become the 45th president of the United States, defeating Hillary Clinton in a campaign unlike anything. Three days later, we get the album. We got it from here. Thank you for your service. Thank fuck. <laughs> we don't thank Trump for his service. Not like that. It really bothers us. I guess it does in a way. But yeah, the only service we're thanking here is you, tribe, not not Trump. Exactly. And 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 you're thinking to yourself, right? Okay, so it's, it's a bit strange timing, you know. It came out just after uh, Donald Trump got elected. You know, are they going to talk about it? Are they not? Oh, there's no way that he could. They could have really uh, anticipated this. You know, it's it's strange. And and we get onto the first the first track. It's, yeah. it's a song called the Space Program. And oh my fucking goodness, you hear the 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 keyboard come in, and then straight away, members of Tribe. We're back. Tribe is back. Yeah. And not just Fife and Q-Tip and Shahid on producing. We've got Jerobi. Yeah. we got to get it together for brothers. we got to make something happen. Make something happen. Let's make something happen. I want to deal with a bigger insult, man. The heat, the heat, the heat, the heat, the heat. It's coming down hard. We 
got to get our uh, shit together. It's time to go left and not right. Gotta get it together forever. Gotta get it together for brothers. Gotta get it together for sisters. For mothers and fathers and dead niggas. For non-conformists, one hit of quitters. For Tyson types and shade figures. Let's get it together. Come on, let's make it. Let's make something happen. And that was the thing we were worried about, you know, at first. We were like, fuck, there's no expectation here. It's just come out of left field. It's come out on a whim. Like, is this going to be trial? Like, is this going to be something that was just recorded, you know, over time? And, like, you know, albums that are like that, that are, like, stuff like a detox probably would have been like that if that ever got released. But, no, it was something that was pure. And it, it was only recorded within the year. And it was all relevant, socially relevant, you know, culturally relevance, which is evident on this song. And like you said, straight away off the bat, um, they're, they're not being gimmicky and relying on like on old stuff. No, but they are introducing themselves and making sure that everyone knows that it's still the same tribe as before. It, it's the same tribe and people might even say a better tribe. I, I know a lot of more than one person I've talked to who haven't ever heard of tribe until this album. And this has got them on them. And this this first song, space program, like you, first thing you hear right there is you hear Q-Tip go like spitting some bars. Word the viper gonna bring it to the overlord. Drake and Cisco chilling with the gold microphone cords and we grip our balls every time we stuntin' on tour cause we never bore responding to the ready crowds roar and promoters try to hit us with the art of war. We about our business, we not quitters, not bullshitters. We deliver, we go getters, don't be bitter cause we not just niggas. Then we hear Jerobi the first time on the Tribe record spitting some bars and you're thinking, Oh, is he, you know, what's this going to be like? Well, actually, first thing you're thinking, because I remember you said this to me, like, the day it came out, after the Tribe got new members, because we didn't even fucking recognise what his, his voice was like. <laughs> no. And, and, and the thing was, not only was he just spitting, he was fucking sick. He was good. Jerobi, my fire wolf into different clothing. Nothing for me in this nigga kid is written off. Hard to spit in the city. Y'all niggas spitting, getting self-confused in the maze. You propose your brain, missing lust and planning for our future people. None of our people involved. Boring Henny and smearing off to get it cracking off. Cracking off and smearing off to quickly turn the Molotov. Molotov the spaceship door before that bitch is taken off. It always seems the poorest persons, the people forsaken dog. The Washington's, Jefferson's, Jackson's on the captain's log. They'd rather leave us to the greatest water poison, Delhi small. Glass on blackening, it's happening. You feel it, y'all? And he was spitting some fucking fire bars. Mm. And these weren't just, oh, they weren't just nostalgic. They were talking about what was happening right there. I'd rather see we need three breathing structure with many bars. Leave us where we are so they can play among the stars. We're taking off the Mars. Got the space vessels overflowing. What you think they want us there? All this thing is not going. Reputation ain't glowing. Reparations ain't flowing. If you find yourself stuck in the creek, you better start rowing. Used to see the TV screen as a place I land my dream in the car stereo. Where they would promote the show. Optimistic little brother with a little hope. You know, space program for niggas. Let me start, kid, nigga. And some of those, I mean, we can go on to like what this whole song was about, about like, you know, it's, it's a political song about how Africans, Americans, you know, African-Americans, they wouldn't be like going on a space program if like humanity needed to leave this planet. And they, they, they build that all up and they talk about social issues. Sitting wonder sometimes I read the paper every day. All these happenings are secular, just happen different ways. And the president's refined and her wings, she's confined with about 30 percocets and five bottles of wine. Carolina nothing finer than a black woman who climbs to the top of the state building claiming that their flag is mine now. People on top of people feels like we can't breathe. Put so much in this motherfucker, feel like we should leave. Put it on TV, put it in movies, put it in our face. These notions and ideas of citizens live in this face. I chuckle just like all of y'all. Absurdity after all. Takes money to get it running and money from trees don't fall. 
And right at the end of the song, they go, um, uh, Q-Tip says, Imagine if the ship was re-attacking out of space, y'all. Imagine for one second all my people of color, please. Imagine for one second all the people in poverty, no matter the skin tone, culture or time zone. Think the ones who got it would even think to throw you a bone? Moved you out your neighborhood, did they find you a home? Nah, safer, probably no place to. Imagine if the ship was really talking about space. Then you get Fife Dog come in there just on his own. Got to get it together for brothers. Mm -hmm. And then we can make something happen. Make that's something the big happen. thing, weren't it? Like, what, how, what's Fife going to sound like Like on this? Is he going to have completed verses? Is he going to have a hook on there? Is, what, what's his going to be his contribution? How is he going to have a contribution? And then you're there. And he's got arguably longer verses than he's ever had on there. Definitely, yeah, it's so good as well. He gets like the spotlight right at the end of the song, like he plays them out of the song, like mm. it's just, just elongated to make something happen. To make something happen, trying to go left and not right, gotta get it together forever, gotta get it together for brothers, gotta get it together for sisters, for mothers and brothers and dead niggas, for non conformers when hit a quitters, for Tyson types and chain figures. Let's make something happen. Let's make something happen. Let's make something happen. Let's make something happen. Like, what a way to... Like, and they've obviously known that Q-Tip and Co have, have thought to themselves, look, we haven't released anything in so long. We need to come... We need to introduce... Reintroduce ourselves with the best song possible to everyone so they know that we're not fucking around. So they know that we're still as original and unique as ever. And that was their thought process, clearly, and they did that. And uh, yeah, some good. Also, it I know it. Um, it starts off with the dialogue from the black exploitation film William Dynamite as well. So it's even prevalent that they're saying, look, it was it was happening back then, but it's still happening to this day because something needs to change. And just just so much to the song, so much meat on the bones, and like they just yeah, like they hit hit a lot of stuff on this song, but still managed to just still managed to make the song incredibly original and catchy. And yeah, one of my favorite tribe songs. Uh, yeah, I mean, it gave me a bone. But yeah, as you said there, opening samples vocals from the heat from uh, from Willie Dynamite. Um, and then we hear Q-Tip and Fife and that keyboard beat. And uh, Q-Tip, yeah, starts rapping. And then the vocal sample is from Lift Every Voice by Andrew Hill. Comes in as they go into the chorus. And then at 2 minutes 50, the sample uh, Give Me Some More by the JBs comes in. Yeah! Let's give us some more. great song by the way and a guitars and vocal sample from lift every voice again by andrew hill come in as fife raps as the rest of the song starts repeating the lines over and over again and the space sound starts to play gotta get it together for sisters for mothers and fathers and dead niggas for non-conformers when hit a quitters for types and types and chain figures then we get Vincent Price's laugh from Thriller coming in at the end and the sample from uh, Willy Wonka also someone who sadly died um, I want to say 2016 as well possibly the danger must be growing, but the roars keep on rowing. 
Willy Wonka? Uh, Gene Wilder. Oh, Gene Wilder. <laughs> I thought you meant like the fictional character, Willy Wonka. That I yeah, yeah, Gene Wilder, like Rest in Peace, legendary actor. Was that 2016 Gene Wilder? Let me just give me one. Yeah, 2016. Yeah, so Gene Wilder oh, would. Yeah, have, Jesus. Yeah, he would. He would have died the same time as well. So you know, a tribute to him as well. And it, it's and it played us out. And then it fo- it follows on and uh, it plays out on that oompa loompa oompa loompa. And then it's just very creative song in general, isn't it? Very creative, and and you're thinking off that one, right? Oh, space program, yeah. So that's a fucking like banger, like your head's blown right there. Yeah. And you're like, uh, I wonder what the rest, what rest of the album's gonna be like. And then you hear, Incredible, and, like at the start, like the bass that hits you, you know, that like, such good production on the song, isn't it? Incredible production, and the, the drums come in sampled from Behind the Walls of Sheep by Black Sabbath, uh, and, uh, and and it's great because they're great drums, and we finally have a person called Geezer sampled <laughs> on a tribal Geezer Butler. Isa Butler from Black Sabbath comes in. Apparently, the bass and keyboards. Talking about how great the bass was. Apparently, the bass, the apparently the bass, the keyboard and drum programming was all done by Q-Tip. So, uh, fair play to the geese. Um, yeah. You and- can tell he went all out um, on this in terms of the production and like the instrumentals and um, that, and just bringing in so many legendary producers and you know a lot of. A lot of good help you know from just like legendary artists as well like that he brought in but he was just on his he was on his a game he acute i don't think him and ali have ever produced anything as good as this i don't think i've heard many things ever produced as good as this mm. and, um, and this song we the people like you think in that first song it was political but there was like some metaphorical like you know it was it was very much a space program it was concept you know that you can you can relate to the, the situation with african americans at the time and this second song we the people just gives it to you straight it's a song it, it references donald trump's muslim ban his comments about mexicans uh, it talks about like you know about gay people and their persecution sort of kind of making amends for orgy porgy as well <laughs> yes full circle. full circle even if only subconsciously you know they they, they at least you know they had something good to say about well, we're making the point now we're, we're putting it out there yeah you did you came full circle and we're making everyone known let it be known that they did yeah that they were on the right side of history And, and you get Q-Tip come in with incredible verse at the start. We don't believe you, because we the people are still here in the rear, yo, we don't need you. You ain't a killing off good young nigga move. When we get hungry, we eat the same fucking food, the ramen noodle. This 
And then you get five coming. Place verse on this is heavy. And the start of it as well. I don't know. I think they double track the vocals, and when it the the and it, the files and the, and he comes in. And he, he talks about like Donald Trump and like the, the false narratives. Mm. Uh, I, I, I'll read read the lyrics to you because the lyrics are just unbelievable, right? Yeah. I mean, like, Tribe are always known for their introspective lyrics, but like with these. These neck, the the first two songs in this album are gonna be the best two songs, yeah. Like just they come with the introspectiveness, but it was also so like culturally relevant, and it's just like you you had, you had no idea that you thought they had this in them. Like you didn't think the only one who's really I know is close to having shit like this in them now was Kendrick, but other than that, it's like I, I had no idea like the Fife had this shit in them. Um, yeah, no, no doubt. Yeah, and and um, and uh, I, I'll tell you, it wasn't double tracking. It was actually Five Dog and uh, Q-Tip actually like doing a harmony on the vocals when it came in, and the vocals when when Five comes in is the fog and the smog of the news media that logs false narratives of gods that came up against the odds. We just not we we're not just M words rappers with the bars. It's kids from it, cosmic with the stars. Obviously, that's that lyric about f- narratives of false gods that came up against the odds. It's talking about just a blatant reference to Donald Trump about how, like, he was given a six million dollar loan to start off his business by his dad, and like he's he's he pro- portrays himself as this like the American dream who started off with nothing. The fog and the smog of the media, the logs, false narratives of guys that came up against the odds. We're not just nigga rappers with the bars. It's Kismet that we're cosmic with the stars. You bastards overlooking street art. Better yet, street smart, but you keep us off the charts. Some of the fucking numbers and your statisticians. Fuck y'all know about true competition. Just like the A.O. picture on there talking about a hitting. The only one who's hitting are the ones that's currently spitting. And it's, I mean, it's just... And then he proceeds to just tear everyone apart with his verse as well. And... Yeah, just beautiful, isn't it? Really, like, just, like I said, I didn't know he still had this in in him, and he even went on his uh, his blood clot shit at the end of the verse. You know, his uh, yeah, he, he, he's, he's pat, yeah, he's patois, he's um Caribbean patois and stuff, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So he got a bit of effort in this, and so with this album, it was obviously a surprise when it got released, when and and um, this was technically the single from the album, which was released seven days after the album, which is quite funny. But yeah, this yeah, was the first video. Yeah, first music video, wasn't it? Definitely, yeah. Real music video as well. It was um, because obviously Fives couldn't be in it. But they, um, it was. I remember it. It was like his painted face on this big mural, wasn't it? And it was like him rapping from this big mural. I always remember remember that video. And then, but yeah, fuck the U.S. Constitution. That's that's basically this just tune in a nutshell. Definitely, and and Buster as well in the video as well was fucking sick. So yeah, by this point, the first two songs, like you, your head's just fucking blown. Like you're just going, like what the fuck? <laughs> it's it's mental. Um, what and is the uh, yeah best uh, two two song introduction to an album I think ever. Definitely, I mean those songs they 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 pretty much like go together. Like they they pretty mm-hmm. much like that one and two punch. Like it's a combination. Those songs. 
I think that's what they were going for too, and they ended up being, you know, the two main singles as well, which is makes sense. Effort. And and the third song we get is Whatever Will Be, which again, great song and lyrically probably one of the strongest songs on the album. So am I supposed to be dead or doing life in prison? Just another dummy caught up in the system. Unruly hooligan who belongs to Sparkwick. Cause getting that degree, except for the Harvard. And by my work ethic, the way I speak, yo, should it be mentally weak? First we am a leak, yo, should it be trapped in the trap? Would you prefer that? Fourth grade reading level, but he knows how to rap. Are you amused by our struggles? The English that's broken, the weed that I'm smoking, the guns that I'm talking. Which is saying a lot because this song was, this album, sorry, it was fucking incredible. So the opening vocals where he goes, this motherfucker's got rhythm, got rhythm, is also from the film uh, Dolomite. And the main sample was from um, Promised Land by the Nairobi sisters. And um, yeah, it's just, it's a good song, but it's one of them where you, we, we, you get everyone hyped up with the first songs, but you need to bring everyone down. Yeah. They love that film, Dolomite, don't they? They do, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it's still like, it's with this album, and it's like, there's not really a bad track on it. Um, I mean, maybe a bit later on, it, it's not as strong, but like, from like tracks one to maybe six, maybe ending on kids, one to five, like, that, that was the, one of the, the best, the strongest starting tracks of an album ever and um it, yeah this song I, lo- I love the chorus on it it's quite a it's quite dark as well for for tribe don't you think it's quite got quite a dark theme to it obviously portraying the the race the race uh, divide as well keeping with that sort of theme again definitely yeah i mean it's one of them where it's like tribe could have just coasted on their laurels they could just come out there and just gone you know what we're tribe one of the most successful groups in history we we could just just make a tribe album and it's going to sell but they said, no, what we're going to do is we're going to make an album that speaks about what's going on today. And we actually have like, a unique perspective on on what is happening right now. And um, they did it, you know, in, in the first two songs, very upbeat, very. Uh, and then they continued to do it, but in a very different way on the third album. They did it in a much more chilled out way. And um, I'm still on the same themes of race and class, especially in a Five Dogs verse. And yeah, they they didn't rest on their laurels. They they actually they have an album that has something new to say. Yeah, like it's you're right, something they've never really they portrayed the themes before, but just not not quite as a, as potent as they did in this album. I think personally, lyrically anyway, the lyrically it's the strongest album they've, they've ever done. I agree with that 100%. I think it's one of them where they've kind of reinvented themselves. It's surprising because, as I said, they don't have to do it. Like, the whole gimmick is, like, A Tribe Called Quest, their first album for 18 years. Like, we thought we'd never, ever see it again. That's enough to make me go out and listen to it. But they go beyond that. And they they yeah. they, they, they they challenge, like, as, as um I think it was Noriega on that Drinks Champs episode said, they made an episode, they made a pot, um, they made an album that's a 2000 now album. Sorry, mm. they made an album which is a 1990 now album where it still sounds like the old tribe, mm. but it's definitely not like complete nostalgia. They're, they're speaking mm. about modern things. They're, they're taking modern sounds. It's mm. They've evolved their sound, which they didn't need to do, but they have done because they're the greatest. That's a that's a sick way to summarise. To be fair, <laughs> can't get much better than that. And um, of course, but right. uh, you are. I'm hard right now. 
<laughs> yeah, bet you are. Jesus. But uh, yeah, of course, Jerobi and Consequence have a spit a verse on the song as well. Um, so you have all the vocal members of Tribe on together for the first time on, on one song. Definitely, yeah. I mean, if you don't count Buster, and yeah, def- is Buster on this? Buster rent on this one, is he? No, he's not. But, yeah, um, yeah. He's on this generation, isn't he? Yeah, he's on a few actually. But, uh, yeah, he's on. Um, there must be a one where they're all the Donald. The Donald, uh, we'll get on to that, we'll get on to that one. That's a good point, actually. So the next song is a Solid Wall of Sound, and it features Elton John, Jack White, and Buster Rhymes. APCQ, Massive and Crew. Boss to any beat, we beat the beat for two. Massive and Gallum season, smell it, pussy stood. Don't let it be up my I should have spoke up, me when I'm older, leave that to me. Now hot from leak, the man with a plan who went for it all. Like Marauders on a mission where we can dance all. Mm, Saga boy, Trini man, ride out when we get in my hand. Love all of me fun, one, two, three, them all of the gang. And uh, again, great, great song. And I, I fell in love with this song straight away just because, like, obviously they sample, like, Benny and the Jets. And uh, I thought, like, oh, it was just, like, a sample. He was just taken from Elton John. But as we mentioned on the Midnight Marauders episode, um, Elton John was actually a fan of Tribe, and I think they, they actually got in touch. And uh, Elton John's gone on to be on the I think Abstract Radio podcast, and um, apparently, yeah, that he was he was actually Elton John playing and singing, which you get to hear later on in the song when he does some like actual like he's not just doing the Benny Benny and the Jets sample, he's actually doing some like um, new material. He's doing some new recorded material for the song um so, so that you can like more distinctively tell oh this is elton john actually playing and uh and just great fucking song yeah, it's great. yeah the sounds like such an eclectic mix of people on the song together which you'd never with jack white and elton john on the same song together like some really sort of it's like a fucking like melt melt your mind a bit jack, jack white's riff at the end of the song like the sounds on this song are crazy, and the the sample of the chorus is unreal. One of my one of my favorite samples they've ever done by far. Yeah, and and it this song the only Tribe album I've got on vinyl. It's it's this album. We got it from here, and um, it plays incredibly on, on vinyl. And this song especially just made me uh, made me appreciate the the production that much more on this album. Just what a well fit together song this was, and it. You know they put a lot of people on there and they fit a lot of a lot of moving parts on there, but they they made it work so well. Definitely, yeah. And and the song itself, like it starts off with like a drum beat and then some great scratching. Like it's it's I think Tribe has actually made me appreciate the art of scratching. Um, then obviously the not song. Not scratching your balls. Sorry. Not scratching your balls. No, no. Uh, India Summer <laughs> she made me appreciate the art of scratching in that regard. Uh-huh. Mm. Um, then the sample from Elton John comes in from like Benny and the Jets and then the piano from Arrival by Jack Lancaster and Robin Lumley comes in after 1 minute and 40 We get the sample from a song called Jericho Jerk by Michael Columbia and Pierre Henry, which plays in the background. And 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 again, speaking to the eclectic mix, eclectic mix of samples there. I mean, like I I don't know how Q-Tip has 
time in his life to record 300 unreleased songs and listen to all of this music from all over the place. Like, I, I honestly don't. It's incredible. Easy. There's two Q-tips. He's got doppelgangers. He, he's, he knows he's, he's realised the art of cloning. And uh, there's many Q-tip clones out there. I reckon he's, he's hired John Hamm to play like, <laughs> second Q-tip. He's the, he's the white John. He's the white Q-tip, isn't he? Uh, no, I'd, if, if, like, if, like, we don't have any sway, but uh, if somehow Q-tip or Larry David could hear this, if Q-tip and Larry David could get together to do any kind of project together, yeah, that would just make my life. Mm. One day. One day. So next song is um is Disgeneration, um featuring Buster Rhymes, which is the second music video they released. Music video speaks for itself. Fucking incredible. Oh yes. Unreal. Unreal. Opening of the song, um the guitars are sampled from a Rido di Magia by Invisible. And the keyboard is being played actually by Q tip. And on the chorus, the vocals are coming from the beginning of uh, Pastor Duchy by a musical youth. This generation rules the nation with version. Um, when he goes, this generation, and... Um, yeah. Loved, loved the chorus on this one. Um, yeah, another great sample. Like, the sampling on this album is unreal. It's just so many catchy choruses from different genres as well. And the whole the whole aesthetic of this song and the whole um, the, the lyrical content and what the, the theme of it is about. See, it's about this generation of rappers. And the fact that there were shout-outs to Joey Badass and Neil Sweatshirt and Kendrick and J. Cole. It's just, it was unreal, the fact that he's... He's still he's got his ear to the ground. Q-tip hasn't he? like we've discussed. You know, everything's culturally relevant on this album. Like we discussed, not just with the politics, but they even know their their new school rap and they're shouting out their new school rap. And I also appreciate the fact it wasn't just Kendrick and J Cole, which everyone knows. Like the fact that he he knows the the real lyricists right now, like the Joey Badasses and the old sweatshirts, just made me appreciate the the song even more. Yeah, hundred percent agree with you. I mean, yeah, I mean, it sort of says it in like the um the title of the song. You know, this this song is about like like this this generation of rappers, this the gatekeepers of flow, as they say, and 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 they mention like yeah, the absolute greats. You know, they they mention you know you Jay Bardas, El El Sweatshirt, you know Kendrick Lamar, Shaz and Dave, J Cole, and 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 <laughs> you mentioned Shaz and Dave, that's never gonna happen. If right. Tip and Chaz and Dave collab ever happened, you know what you'd do. You'd probably throw yourself out of the window from excitement. Mate, my 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 uh, the cum would be so powerful, my trousers would dissolve. Hose pipe central. <laughs> no doubt. No, but yeah, just just a great song. And it's like again, they've um, it's just good. Yeah, pain like just that that lyric there, the gatekeepers of flow. Which is great because they know this is going to be their last album, and they're, they're you know, it's, it's like the pass on the torch, aren't they? Like, pass on the torch. like not many, not many people in hip hop or music do that shit. Like, you know, we we used to see it. We've seen it a lot in pro wrestling. Luckily, you don't see it as much as you should nowadays. But this is the sort of thing that should happen. Like, you know, why is the homage not being paid? You know, 
you get the homage being paid, like Eminem paid, he pays homage, which is good, and like, but yeah, pass the torch more, and like, I like to see it. You talk about wrestling. Is that to say that a tribe called Quest are going to pop up in TNA in a few years, <laughs> or they're going to pop up on a Saudi Arabian show all together again? Going, no, we didn't break up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, fucking hell, tribe confirmed for the Saudi blood money. Uh, but it, it, no, it's true actually. Yeah, I mean that. Yeah, it's passing the torch, something that Hulk Hogan would would never do. So the next song we've got is Kids featuring Andre Three Thousand. Um, and yeah, this song is another another great song. Yeah, amazing that this was the collab, you know, waiting to happen, wasn't it? This was the one that we all wanted. We always wanted the, the outcast and the tribe getting together. You've you've probably seen. We may mention it actually that Red Bull interview. I think it was like a talk that he did. It was um, and he said that they were working on an album together with the outcast and tribe. But when tra- when Fife died, it was like it was out the window. But it'd been building up for years apparently. Like he done, he'd recorded little bits here and there. And like Andre said in that in that talk, it was the the, the biggest regret he's probably had of his career is them not not get, getting together for an album. So I mean, this is the closest thing you're gonna get to that, and it was just uh, lived up to the hype. It was just a dream collab waiting to happen. I'm willing where all this shit is fantasy. I double that y'all to fuck your plan B. Dads, they mean the mama's mannerisms. That me, don't mean to get vulgar, but it's some holes in it, bitch, like a box of donuts. It cold out in it, bitch, standing on the corner. Condolences to niggas that got erased. I pull out some liquor on the cop's grave. Mmm, digital church bells. Ringing across the street, show work well. And yeah, fan- fantastic song with the, with the really, uh, Really, I like I like the chorus on this as well. I like the chorus and the hooks on the entire album. I think that's the, you know, the verses are quality. But the reason this album's so good is they've got so many good and catchy and different s- styles of hooks and choruses. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and yeah, this song, all sort of about like the future generation, about like you know the youth of today. Kind of says it in the title really. And yeah, just good like insightful song. Andre Three Thousand, you know. Andre 3000, probably one of the greatest geezers to like do features, and yeah. uh, it is a shame we never got to see to hear that collaboration between yeah. the old tribe and outcast. Well, yeah. I didn't know her at the time, and I didn't realise they were they were mates and, and they were close. And then I watched this the, the interview we did. It's on there, so we just said something like Andre speaks on tribe or whatever. Um, it's it's a really good talk. But yeah, when he um when he just said, came out and said we'd been looking at doing something together for a while. And now we can't, and it's never going to happen. I was so gutted. But uh, he said, Fife, he said, he's basically saying without Outcast, there's no tribe. You know, you, you just want to talk about the greatest, who the greats are. No, there, there's no, there's no, there shouldn't be a talk. There should be no question. And it's, it's them, it's them You're talking about tribe. Definitely, yeah. And he, he actually mentions it at um, the memorial to Fife Dog as well. He mentions that, you know, this, the, the, um, the proposed project for the actual tribe and outcast album and he, he says similar to that yeah there, w- there wouldn't be outcast if there wasn't tribe there what, what a lovely geezer yeah yeah amazing just uh you can see the uh what what five meant to him what tribe meant to him in his his words very very poetic and yeah just love the sort of there's like a synth vibe to this song as well and 
yeah, you're right. Just putting Andre on a fe- feature is just... I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing for you. I mean, it's obviously it's a good thing. You're getting Andre on there, one of the greats. But, you know, you are going to get murked, unfortunately. Definitely, yeah. Um, and the ne- next song we get on to is Melatonin. Um, and this is another great song, kind of similar in the vibe to kids in a way. It's sort of about the struggles of every day. Um, this song is more about like substance abuse. And mm. um, I mean, it, it kind of comes out a lot in the chorus, you know. So many thoughts in my mind, making it very hard to unwind. Guess I should take one, just one. So many thoughts in my mind, making it very hard to unwind. Guess I should take one, just one. Uh, the chorus all being delivered, I believe, by uh, Marsha Ambrosius, um, who actually, uh, she was in this group called Flowey, and uh, they actually did the original Butterflies, which was covered by Michael Jackson. And, oh, really? Yeah, yeah, she's had a bit, a bit of a resurgence recently. She was featured yeah. a bit on the um, the Dr. Dre album, Compton. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, I she was on quite a, she was on a few songs on that album, and I'd never really heard of her before. But um, she must, yeah, she must have been quite known for for it to be featured so much. But yeah, she's she's really good on the chorus on on this song. It's a uh, it's another catchy one. And um, and I I don't know. Do you remember um when we played this at uni? I remember. Do you remember Tim? I always remember he used just to bang on about this song being his favorite song on the album. Like he proper loved this this one. I don't have melatonin myself, but uh, do you? I mean, it, I mean, I'm quite classed as, you know, that category. Um, apparently, melatonin, oh, melanin. That, that's, I think, what you you have to like, you know, what you have in your like in your skin. But I think melatonin is actually like, um, apparently, it's an over-the-counter like prescription drug. Ah, okay. Is it like a sleeping pill or is it? Apparently, um, yeah. Apparently, it's a natural hormone. That can uh, help with with sleep, yeah. Can supplement sleep, but um, also this Marsha Ambrose, she's actually a British artist. So um, yeah, good to hear yeah. some British. Yeah, yeah, it's good to hear some British geezers getting getting some credit. And I've listened to Floaty actually; they're pretty decent. I'd, I'd definitely recommend checking them out and um, check out the original Butterflies. I mean, I think the Michael Jackson version is is better, but it's still pretty pretty decent. The original as well. Hmm. Right. I'll have to check this. I'll have to see if melatonin's. Uh, you can get it over here because I'm a fan of some supplements like your CBD oil and your five HTP. You know, so if um, if they're telling us how the drug can be used to calm the thoughts, the floods one one's mind, then I'll uh, have to give it a give it a go, give it a gander. Yeah, it's, it's one. Of, well, I don't imagine they were encouraging encouraging taking it when they made this song. I don't think that was the desired <laughs> no. desired effect. But you got to experiment, though, you know. Maybe it was. Maybe it was an advertisement, actually. It could be a bit of a... <laughs> Maybe they got paid by Big Pharma. It, it could be. It could. Oh, fair play. Get your money, son. Get your money. <laughs> yeah, we would. We, we'd plaster that all over our uh, logos if we uh, to give us a bit of that cheddar. We would, yeah. If, if Big Pharma are listening, yeah. Let, let us know what you want us to plug, and we'll plug it. Yeah, we have no morals, yeah. We have no morals. We'll even plug earplugs. That's how much... We'll, we'll give anything a plug. Um, yeah. Well, like a butt plug. A butt plug, whatever, whatever. Yeah, send us the money. Um, yeah, but uh, yeah, it's you good. I want to tell you that for. 
I've not tried out an old uh, an old, old black butt plug myself, no. But uh, but if I was, I would. I would do. Yeah. You try out some Q a Q tips, Q tips, and then Q tips butt plugs too. Um, I've not, I've not, I've not shoved a Q tip up my ass before. <laughs> <laughs> nah, me either. I wonder if some sick fuckers out there do that. Oh, you might just have an itch that's hard to get. Anyway, but. Uh, but yeah, but that but it's good, you know. They they um they're not just you know, resting on their laurels as we talked about earlier. They're not, you know, they're they're talking about what's going on now, and not just about like the political um, landscape, but actually about social issues as well, um, which is, is great. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's prevalent throughout the entire album, isn't it? Like I didn't, we've we've said it before, but uh, how how the political how politically driven this album was came at such a surprise. It's good. It's changed like their the outlook of the group because now when people look back at them, they they'll have this. People yeah. talk about them being a political group, which was kind of there like in the background, but wasn't really in the forefront. But now this, I think, has changed the conversation, which, which is good. Yeah, it's the definition of maturing your music over time as you mature as as a person. And some people, some artists, they try and do that, but it doesn't. It never comes off great. Never doesn't come off as as well. Like look, I love Eminem, but you know, some of his songs about like the president and all that. He doesn't really like have a have a, a clue what he's talking about. I know his art's in the right place, but with this, they knew what they were talking about. Like they back, they were backing up everything he was saying. Like you can tell they were, uh, you know, they were reading and they were um, the smart people really, especially Q-Tip. So yeah, they came off. Uh, comes up very well. Definitely, no doubt. I mean, when Chess and Dave covered politics, it was just incredible. But not everyone's got the talent that they they do. Um, so the next song is enough. And we talked before about how every album has like you know has the sexual song, of course. You know, Benita Applebaum, Butter, uh, Find a Way, most of the love movement, but Find a Way. Uh, this is the one for for this album. And this song's all about balancing work and relationship, hence the title, Enough. Is it an issue if I make you nut? But there's no quality time, cause I forever grind. This is not an excuse, I just wanna get loose. That's old nigga jargon. Girl, you're making me harden. To a stone or granite statue, I'm prone to get at you. It's hard to break your defense. I guess I have to leap fence and scale wall and break fall on a tree right by your window. Reward me for my efforts by rolling this window. Um, and did you know who actually features on this song yeah it's isn't it sid from the internet uh i believe actually it's steve lacy from the internet who features on this mm, i think there's a subtle contributions as well from sid if i remember correctly it could be geezer yeah i think it was uncredited both i mean i know steve lacy was uncredited um let's see i might yeah i imagine probably both uncredited um, there's another like dream collab for us i mean we've been into the internet for quite a while now haven't we and you know not not exactly the same but there's sort of a similar message and like vibe to their song it's dead chill and, and smooth isn't it so uh, that yeah that's another again as well like paying homage to to the, you know the new the new school in a way and but not just getting anyone on there that like they're getting the, the some really good really good current artists on there not just just the artists that are popular in the charts or that are big, because they, they could have done that, obviously. But uh, they yeah they went out there and they got the the best the best features that they possibly could. Definitely yeah, um, and yes, yeah, Sid she was she was on it. She was providing bo- uh, vocals. Yeah, I can't, I can't find uh, Steve. Le- Apparently Steve Lacey 
was on this, but it's not coming up here. I believe I've heard that somewhere. Um, so not sure, uh, that's definitely your wet dream in the making, Steve Lacey and Q-Tip. Or imagine that album or, or that bath. That would be incredible. Do you think with Steve Lacey, Q-Tip's got to be a massive influence for him as well? Oh, no doubt. I mean, for the whole of the internet, really. I mean, it's. I imagine Tribe was sort of a massive influence on the whole of the neo-soul genre, which I would kind of say that's what the internet are in. Um, yeah. Like, yeah. And the internet are a part of Odd Future Wolfgang, aren't they? Which is essentially what the native, you know, that was based from the native tongues. It's the first collective, wasn't it, as we, we talked about. So, yeah, similar in that way as well. Definitely, yeah. Um, and and check, check the song out. Re- really good song. Um, we'll get Jerobi back on here again, spitting some great bars. Uh, Q-Tip's great. Um, yeah, re- really good song. Um, check it out. Um, the main sample is from um, Foglimation. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. But Olivier Bloch Lane. Um I've almost certainly pronounced both of both of those wrong, but but you, you get the general gist. Um, and uh, yes, that's where the main sample's from. And um, it's great if you listen to it because he samples different parts of the song. And it's just, again, like hearing Q-Tip's ear for, for the sample, how he won't just take one chunk of the song. He'll he'll like he'll make the effort to go in there and like spot different parts and then put them together. Um, and it also features a memory band by the Rotary Connection, uh, which, of course, was sampled um, on Bonita Applebaum. Uh, mm. So, yes, yeah, like a sort of tribute to their, their early stuff, you know, the original like really sexual song from A Tribe Called Quest. And uh, Q-Tip is actually playing keyboard. That's cool. Is he a good keyboard player? He must be, judging by this song. Um, yeah, I imagine he is. He's got a role, and... Did Fife play the Fife? Oh, I hope so. I hope so, Geezer. Back and Fife vocals. Yes, that's how, yeah. I may, maybe this was like recorded after he sadly passed because I don't think Fife, so he's not on this one, sadly. But um, yeah. That's a good point, that actually. Do you think, <clears throat> because I don't imagine the entirety of the album was finished or verses for each song were finished or. Do you think, yeah, like you said, the, a few of the songs they needed to make uh, without Fife because he'd, he'd, he'd passed by then? Or do you think it was it was already, verses were already finalised by then? Um, maybe some of the songs, but definitely not all of them because um, know, as we get towards the later uh, later songs on the album, they, of course, talk about the passing of Fife Dog. So definitely, yeah, I, I imagine he maybe like some way through the process he, he sadly passed away. Mm. Mm. Yeah, but it doesn't really show, does it? Like, it doesn't come across like it was, um, that was the case, which is another testament to the album. Definitely, definitely. Uh, the next song we get on here is Mobius, um, which features Buster Rhymes and Consequence. Um, and this song is actually about the 19th century German scientist, August Mobius. And this this song, I like it because it's, this is kind of almost like the full tribe lineup. We've got like, your periphery members Buster Rhymes and Consequence yeah. and it's nice to hear them back it's nice to because I mean if there was going to be I think they sort of said at the end of cause I think on at the concert and actually in the documentary Consequences said I'm Consequence from a tribe called Quest and Buster Rhymes said in an interview he always wanted to become a member of a tribe called Quest and at the end he finally like, became one so I don't know if it was ever official 
but you could kind of call both of these members members of tribe yeah i i would imagine that consequence i mean i think q-tip and everyone else would would say that he's, he's definitely a member and um i mean buster while probably not officially says he's a he is a solo artist he's not an artist from a group he's as close well, as you're well yeah i know well he, he was but what i mean like he's not now is he i think he's after leaders of the new school he obviously he was he was the star of that so he branched that as the solo artist but He's as, he's as close as you're going to get, and I think you could probably get away with, with calling him, remember? Um, but I think, yeah, his, his Buster's verse on this was class. I thought it was really good. House of pain, I control many. House of lies, when niggas go run high. Pick the way to scribe conflict with their real lives. Fanatic shit be go bizarre. Bad news for niggas as I go on radical, radical, national animal, ruling like a czar. Every time I black for the record, this shit splatter. The whole data, no bullshit, the boom bapper. I pull together, whip the shit, cook the batter. When I pull up on niggas, even your mama gon' scatter. Definitely the standout for me. No, no offense, consequence, but I thought, yeah, Buster was class on this album, as we'll get to in the last song as well. But yeah, just a really hard verse from from Buster on this, and yeah, like the he talks about a lot. They both do, you know. There's a lot of topics on the song. There's um every day. There's like being about being the artist, about concerns, about you know the the um the limelight and all that. And there's also like talking about the Illuminati, the media. It's all done, but it's all done in like the um the sort of um, the hardcore street style that we've 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 come to know to love from Buster. So do you know with, with regards to consequence? Do you think he? What do you think he? brings or brought to the table in terms of a style to to tribe do you think he was he like do you think he was hardcore gangster or was he what what would you where would you put him in what category see that that's a good question because when it comes to consequence he's 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 good he's a perfect he's a good rapper but i never like really quote many of his lines like he's one of them where he's hold he holds up his end i don't think he lets songs down but at the same time, I don't think he makes songs either. So mm. I don't really know. He's sort of just like another voice, really. I don't think he has a distinct. Mm. He leans more towards the kind of gangster type style. He's, I'd say he's more of a storyteller in a way. When he does rhyme, he does tell good yeah. stories, especially on like Stressed Out and what have you. I actually think this is his best verse that he's ever done. The way yeah. just the song just starts straight off the bat and like he, you know, he gets right into it. Like he said, he gets right into telling stories and touches on like Illuminati and stuff and um, talks about the Emmys and that. And like, yeah, just in terms of his lyrics, I, I think I that's probably my favourite verse he's ever done. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's a great, great verse by him. Uh, the main sample from the song is from the two old timers by Mobius and Plank uh, and Consequence Plank? Quotes. Plank, yeah. Well, isn't that the, the stick of wood from Ed, Ed and Eddie? It is, uh, oh yeah, Plank. Now, I was thinking of Plankton from Squ- Spongebob uh, Squarepants there when you said that. He featured yeah. on a tribe song, you think? Yeah, mate, he's, he's got some, you know, respected respected jazz musician he was in that old Ed, Ed and Eddie. <laughs> yeah, yeah he just he, he come out with so much uh, so much passion and he, he taught me so much about about life in general exactly um now the, these geezers actually they were um ger- a german duo mobius and plank uh going um in the late 70s and most of the 80s i've not i've, I've heard the original sample it sounds okay but but this yeah. is better 
yeah, German electronic music's not really my thing. No, no. you'll have to uh, keep clear of going to Berlin on holiday, I think. I think you'd, uh, you'd definitely go on a downer there. Well, I'd, I'd just take my own headphones along, listening to Tribe as I go. Um, again, <laughs> it shows Q-tips here, you know, he was even listening to German electronic music from the 80s. I mean, mm. what a geezer. Um, and yeah, consequence quotes. Con- um, and yeah, consequence quotes. Keep it thorough by Prodigy at the start of the song. Um, and he also quotes "U Child" by the Five Stair Steps, which I believe is um, what you know, uh, Tupac quotes on. Um, I'm blanking on the song now. Is it changes? Yeah, it will be changes. Yeah. But yeah. Um, and yeah, at 52 seconds, uh, the sample from Prologue by Gentle uh, Giant comes in as consequence and Buster keep rapping. So yeah, good song that. And next we get to one of the greatest songs on the album, Black yes. Spasmodic. Yeah, I think everyone can agree on that on, the, on that statement. This is just an unreal, unreal song with ev- well, everyone on there, you know. As much as possible, really. You got you got Q-tip five, and you even got Consequence doing doing the hook. And you know what? He does a pretty pretty good hook, I would say so. They all make thugs of this caliber. Who kept up a buzz the whole calendar? Used to sell drugs out the calendar. Used to keep guns with the silencers. They all make thugs of this caliber. Who kept up a buzz the whole calendar? Used to sell drugs out the calendar. Now look what he does to any challenger. Definitely, yeah. I mean. The whole song is great, but the hook, I think, like, is one of the things that really makes it. And um, it's what's just a really good feel-good song. It's one of them. It's one of them where the first time I listened to it, I was like, "Oh, it's pretty good." And I re-listened to it. I listened to the words and what the song's about. And like, this song's talking about like tribe getting back to uh, getting back together. And you know, um, Q-Tip's got this this verse about how like Fife said to him, you know you should keep on repping queens and and you know tell them how great i was make sure my mum's okay you know my nigga spirit be talking to me let me explain not through evil mediums tarot cards and ouija games but through mixing chords and boards and even drum machines he be saying nigga fuck the wars keep repping queens and don't be taking slack from these not rapping niggas man that intellectual shit you spit you better change your plan especially when you see them at the lobby of a label and they don't seem able to outstretch their hands and admit their fans you better flame them in the chase that they standing in saying that he, he got in touch with five dog not through Ouija boards, but through like the art of actual hip hop, and I don't just a great verse that it is the content's emotional, but it's uplifting. In yeah, and he's also like in the second half, he speaks in the, the like he's five, doesn't he? Ostracize their memory for not remembering the articles, reduce their body parts to particles, and dust the dead sea with their cremated molecules. I'm leaving, but nigga, you still got the work to do. I expect the best from you. I'm watching from my heaven view. Don't disappoint me. Make sure that they anoint me as the blue ribbon pedigree. The best to show five for three. Speak of the legacy for sure. People around the world, Napoleonic, bionic people who cause the world to twirl, rip every stage of grace. Look right there in their face. Live the tribe principle to have an impeccable taste. Yeah, just really, cr- it's dead creative song, isn't it? Like the the verses are creative. Enjoy that rap like that one was your last or left. If you don't believe me, tip this truly life rap and death. So refer to the biggie cover. So shout out my Trini brothers and please check in on my mother Malika's act. Call me shorty. They all make thugs of this caliber. Who kept up a buzz the whole calendar. With fights verse as well, he's um he's talking about like how the upstage the Iraq crew as well the 
at their own show. So there's a bit of, the, bit of your standard five comedy in there. Now who want it with the Trini Gladiator? Midfinger to you haters, you bodies not innovators. I take zero for granted. I honest my gift. Champion pen game, plus I'm freestyling quick. You clowns be bum sauce. Speak my name, is curtains. Um, do I lie my crews back to working? Trash rap for dead pussy, kill the chirping. Fuck boy, sit on, shit can only get worse. And how do you touch Mike with flows uncertain? Spit game dry, boy, that flow ain't working. Folks throwing items, them yeah, you've got your real sort, you, you know, your realness from from, from Q-Tip, but it's not like you say standard Q-Tip in, and he's, he's he keeps it real, but does it in a fun and, and happy and pleasant sounding way. And then yeah, I just I, I, no, I had no idea Consequence could write a hook like this. I'd be interested to to hear if he actually wrote this hook himself, because his delivery of it and the lyrics and everything is just it's class. Definitely, and it's one of them where it's a good, like, sing-along song, like, you know, the way it goes, mm-hmm. like, black, like, it's one of them, obviously, you know, we'll get onto it later, but, um, yeah, this is a song that's really incredible, it's like, that bit where he's, like, used to sell drugs at the Challengers, but it's like that, yeah, yeah. that's probably my favourite bit of the song, it's, uh, yeah, one of those, it's hard, and it's, it's a hard thing to say, this is one of the strongest songs on the album, but it is, so, you know, you're not looking to check the entire album out, because you're not an album, type of person or you're just a fool and just go out your way check this song because this is one of the strongest songs he's ever done definitely i think like i mean for a bit of the album i would say from like kids to to about from kids to mobius i mean they're good songs but i do kind it's a long album this and around about this time you sort of do like it's like the middle of the match it's like you know you get working you're getting a bit you know getting a bit of heat you know but not going to have any of your big spots, any of your full mm. spots around this time. And then the black spasmodic, that's like the first finisher in the match. We're like, oh, shit, now we're actually getting to the actual, like... Or the, full... the hot tag. Or that, yeah, or the, the hot tag, yeah. Mm. Like, they're not quite going home yet, but it's it's heating up now. Now we're, we're building towards the crescendo. Yeah, because I think with the, like you said, from kids to here, the songs are quite short. Like, they're, they're a bit shorter, aren't they? And they're sort of like... They're a bit more just, you know, to the to the points and some of them does not even, you know, the one of them, Q-Tip and Five Heart, aren't even on there. And, like, it's not necessarily, they're not, like, bad songs or anything, but they're just, like, um, yeah, there's not as much, like, meaning and, and there's not a lot of layers going on in them songs. Whereas when you get to here, yeah, it's just, you, bam, it's just, just starts again. Just, and then you're on, to an, you're on to another one then and you, you feel like, yeah, I'm on, like, another lap here of, of something else that I want to, and I want to get to the end of it and hear, hear the rest. Yeah, no doubt. Um, yeah, definitely. And uh, the main sample there is from Let the Music Play by Winston uh, Jarrett. Everybody gather around me. Let the music keep on playing. Let the music keep on playing. Let the music keep on playing. Now and every day. Let the music keep on Um, and yeah, straight after that song, we get onto the Killing Season by Kanye West, Consequence, and Talib Kweli. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
to feel the progress of this here very nation whose taste has grown bitter through justice expiration these fruitful trees are rooted in bloody soil and torment things haven't really changed in the dormant for the moment marks and scars we own it only makes for tougher skin helps us actualize the actual greatness held within and on the wrong team so much can't recognize a win seems like my only crime is having melanin um quality lineup there straight away and yeah i mean great song really another political song yeah really good song pretty sad as well this song definitely yeah it's heavy subject matter um and kanye finally got to to collab with his his favorite artist of all time and you know it's it's good to see it and i think the the, the feature worked well even if he was on his maga shit back then you know you, you can't take away from from kanye like that he added to the song and talib as well talib and kanye i've, I've actually worked in the past as well haven't they so it was um yeah, it was pretty cool to see just the um, the mix of of rappers and, and MCs on this. Like, not necessarily people you'd put together. I mean, you wouldn't put like Jerobi and Kanye or Jerobi and Talib on a on a song together. You couldn't necessarily think that, but yeah, it just works. And um, yeah, thought thought Jerobi was really good on the on the song actually. Definitely, and I was about to say that this this song is basically it could be basically called like the Friends of Dave Chappelle because I think Dave. <laughs> Always mates with all of these geezers, which is it's good. It's good to hear. Mm. I know you'd have to do something. Really, you have to be a really shitty person to get Dave Chappelle on your on your bad side. You would be, yeah. So yeah, yeah. So it's yeah. a lot about. Um, it mentions a lot about like the sort of like going to war and the soldiers and you know um the you know black soldiers in America. All the, in- the justices there and yeah. So that like you said, heavy heavy subject matter. Definitely, yeah. This song samples Buffalo Girls by Malcolm McLaren, of course, was sampled before on earlier Tribe songs. And so talking of sad songs, we get on to possibly one of the saddest songs I've ever heard. And it's Lost Somebody by Tribe Called Quest, obviously, featuring uh, Katia Cadet and Jack White. What a tune. Yeah, like, really good song. I mean, who I don't know, probably Q-Tips either, but the idea to get Jack White on your song... And just his riff, like his riff at the end. Sometimes I feel like in like rap and rock can work together, but you know only to a certain extent. Like it, it sometimes it can work really badly. I think it can it can come off quite quite hokey in a way, and you know a bit a bit dated as well, I'd say. But uh, yeah, just he's he's class on he's class on this song and uh, great idea for for a feature. And it, you know it says in the you can gather what it's about, what the how sad there is and it's just it's the tribute to five it's the it's probably do you think it's the the tribute to five like i know there was verses and other songs paying homage and that but this is probably the tribute song you'd say it's a difficult one because throughout this album i was actually wondering like the whole way listening to it oh shit when are they gonna actually like talk about five and that black spasmodic the first time i listened to it i admit i was a bit drunk so <laughs> i i didn't really like I, wasn't... <laughs> I mean that's that's most days I, I, I didn't really pick up on the lyrics, so I didn't even really notice really like what Q-Tip was talking about at first. And so it was only I was like, you know, this song is when I went, oh shit, they're actually going to do like a tribute to Fife and like dedicate a whole song to him. And this is probably the song where they they explicitly mention it the most. But it's good because on this album they have different types of tributes. They have this one, the serious, the sad one. This is like the the Puff Daddy, I'll be missing you kind of tribute. And then they have. Uh, black spasmodic which is like the uplifting one the the uplifting tribute and then we get another tribute later on which we'll come on to 
I'd say so. Yeah, this is like your conventional tribute, and um, and yeah, Q-Tip's verse. He starts off telling us about the story about of how the Five Dog's parents met, and how Five Dog was born premature, and his twin brother died. Now in the time when niggas wasn't supposed to be born, that's the best left for dead in cities that look born torn, Vietnam going wrong, heroin going strong, neighbors are with their bad ass just for running through their lawn. Walk met Cheryl, Cheryl met Walt, Trinidad in love sprouting through the asphalt. Love was consummated and the angels registered. Two would two be born, but only one of them made it. Inside a cloud of sorrow, a silver lining of joy. He's a bouncing baby boy, a king's name they would enjoy. And before he even speaks, it's decided it's Malik. And Q-Tip talks about how he could be overbearing, but it was in his best interest. He talks about the documentary, Beats, Rhymes and Life. Give him hope, give him care, raise him while his grandma there. Watch your mama if you stare like brown eyes and keep him there. Let's progress the story just a little bit. Malik, I would treat you like little brother that would give you some times of overbearing. Though I thought it was for your benefit, despite all the spastic, you cinematically documented. The one thing I appreciate you and now we never pretended. Rhymes, we would ride it out. Hard times, fight it out. Made grace, face to face, made it right now. And then we get Jerobi's verse. Never thought that I would ever be rocking the song. Whole French type, never know when this was the song. So, so beautiful, opined and disputable. Heart of the largest lion trapped inside the little dude. Took me quick to granny house, now we eat the curry food. Talking hopes, dreams, plans, leak, eyes, never scared. Brand new pair of bike ears, avenue of stairs. Mailbox stairs, all our rhymes is written there. A nigga wanna battle, you know Fifey didn't care. Jerobi with the beat, into new ass we care. And um, he talks about them growing up. Um, how we would cook for him, how they write rhymes together, do battle raps, talk about sports and talk about how how um, he was standing next to him when Fife got married. I'm a flash forward well, took a trip to ATL, cooking in the kitchen, making sure my nigga eating well. Wedding in Tobago, you know exactly where I'm at. Standing on the side of black, Malik is incredible and it's one of them where both everyone's on point who's involved with this song knocked it out of the park yeah yeah definitely and just even like i'm having a look at the lyrics now as you say it's it's, it's a bit it is fucking sad even just looking at the lyrics now and yeah so you went over q-tips q-tips was um, was emotional and but like yeah with jerobi's like heart of a largest lion trapped inside the little dude just bars like that and like you said talking about the wedding and stuff so it's just such personal stuff isn't it and like yeah like you said that on this album they could have went the route of maybe you know a constant homage and a constant tribute throughout the songs you know explicitly coming out with that but you know is that's not it's not that creative is it like so i'm glad they just went the, the with the one song that was the main tribute instead of plastering tributes left right and center because then it's just the tribute album isn't it it's not try making the final album and, and making an original creative album so I'm glad, I'm glad as well they never did that but I, I don't think you could ask for a more heartwarming tribute in terms of uh, the, the lyrics as well in it so and uh, yeah just just class um probably not, not i wouldn't put this one on at a party or uh, wouldn't, yeah, wouldn't put this one on at a barbecue but I would uh, I would listen to it in the dark with my headphones on. Yep, spot on there, spot on there. That would that would kill the mood. Uh, <laughs> if I was trying to try and get with a bird as well, I wouldn't put this one on. 
Yeah. You'd yeah. stick to your uh, your salsa and your bossa nova, wouldn't you? Well, I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, not not that song from the Pringles advert, but yeah, I would. <laughs> <laughs> no, you want a bit more original than that. I would. I'd bang on some Hector Love Owens, some Chaz and Dave. Oh, she'll be uh, all over the gaff. Could you make uh, a playlist then? Oh yeah, yeah. I've actually got a playlist, a romantic songs playlist. Oh God, you, you've got to share the link to us all now. We need to I, hear that. I so, will. Uh, important listening. I'll, I'll give you a brief, a brief. I think I'm quite proud of this playlist, actually. I've not updated it in a while um, because obviously, uh, well, this was made long, long into the streak. But I've um, sort of given up hope by now. So, But I am um, <laughs> back before then I made this playlist. And th- these, this is, I reckon, I'll read, read you a few songs from this. So... Starts off with Baby This Love I Have by Meanie Rippon. Then obviously we've got Loving You again by Meanie Rippon. We've got Oh Oh Honey by Delegation. A few More Kisses to Go, Isaac Hayes. Feel Like Making Love, Roberta Flack. I, I, think, I think we've got some, we've got some, yeah. Jesus, where's the Chaz and Dave, like you said then? Bob, because darling, there ain't no pleasing you. That That's on there as well, ain't no pleasing you, Gertrude. Uh, London Girls on, on there, Benita Applebaum. Imagine you stuck that on just as you're about to stick something in. She'd probably get up and, and walk out and, um, and block your number. And, and and she'd walk out, go by the album, then come back. Yeah, I, I agree with you there. I agree with I agree with what you're saying, yeah. yeah. Oh, what's dead cool about this song? I had no idea. Apparently, so Q-Tip and Jack White, they formed a relationship because... Jack asked Q-Tip if he could cover excursions, apparently, and brought him on, on stage to do it. Yeah, I've never... yeah, is it good? I've never heard it. Yeah, it's on YouTube, actually. Um, yeah, I think it is uh, Jack White actually doing like one of his own shows, and then um, he brings out Q-Tip, and they do another song called like Black Licorice or something, and then they also do um, excursions, and yes, it's great. Yeah, is it just a live one, or has he done a studio version, do you know? All I've heard is the live one, but I don't know if there's a studio one. Let me just check this out. Track White and Q-Chip. So, so they, they, yeah, so it was that Black Bat Licorice and Excursions that they performed together in Madison Square Garden. And, I, yeah, I can't see any... I can't see any studio recording, but I imagine, yeah, maybe it was just, like, a live, a live performance. That's cool. That's cool. And uh, yeah, mad in it just off a guitar riff. You can say that was one of the best features on the album, just from a riff. But it was a fucking funky ass riff. Oh yeah, and and, and Jack White, he's um he's not done on the album yet. The main sample is from Hallelujah by Can, and the guitar parts are played by Chris Parks, Chris Solar, and the bass is played by Q-Tip, and the piano is played by Chris. Bauer. Um, so again, Q-Tip there showing he's a Q-Tip multi-instrumentalist, and he's short flaunting in here, isn't he? He is multi-instrumentalist geezer. Um, yeah, what a talented geezer. I'm not a multi anything. I'm 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 old. I'm old multivitamin. Mm, you need multivitamins. I, I need to be multivitamin. I'm about to say, yeah. Yeah. The malnutrition Colombian. What a, what a sick rap or wrestling name that would be, actually. The Malnutrition Colombian. The Malnutrition Monster. 
that's um that's just that's what people call me anyway um but yeah so i think i mean i can't find like his actual credits but i believe jack white's actually playing on this next song as well uh, which is moving backwards which is featuring anderson pack oh my legendary style of rap lives on affixed to the earth like my feet they got cleats on moving back whenever that was never the plan Pushing shit along, render stillness in the quicksand Asphalt, junkie, lyrical, concrete My Jedi might be moving me throughout the many dark streets Backwards, boondocks, whatever terrain Avidas ain't aloha, man, our feet ain't the same I want to do see shoes, these shits ain't made for reversing and trudging through these Another incredible song, uh, and this song is sort of about Tribe Called Quest Legacy and Jerobi has a reference to push it along on there. These motherfuckers first album footprint never ever goes written. Yo shit free bit and grab my shit with both hands. Iron grip steel mitten bloviated, jerobiated, and now it's gone. Close mouths don't get fed or move ahead to my hustlers with customers. Hammer chicks is being petty. Trap lords with the fetty. Don't be no backwards. No, no backward ass nigga. Don't be no backwards. No, no backward ass nigga. Don't be no backwards. No, don't do it. And it's all about how, like, they want to move forwards and, and not backward. And it talks about it talks about that in terms of, like, you know, their career and uh, but also in terms of society's progress as well. And I vent, I was content being my old man up until that night ill faded. Walking home, I was faded. Coco's racist on my wrist like he was clapping his hands. How demeaning, y'all. Who could be blind to racism? Bring bro to me for the brotherly baptism. Instead of slaps, give him the dose of ab wisdom. He'll make it out of the jungle some way. Hey, it's figurative, not a real place you stay. Hey, it's mind state filled with muck and malaise. Uh, I got direction without using waves. Great song. Yeah, what another unreal feature they got on here. Just a, a perfect album of features on this one. You know, and listen pack another one of our favourite artists, the current artists, and obviously Tribe and Q Tip must be a massive influence on him. That's you can listen to his music and you can uh, you can make that a uh, connection. So I think he must have been made up to it to finally to do to do a feature with them. They want to see my downfall. Turn a good day into a downfall. Thorns in the crown, heavy cross out there. Why they want to see me hanging like a towel somewhere? One eye, two bills, three tears, a heart steel. How I'm feeling in my mind right here. I think I'm moving, I ain't going nowhere. It's one of them where, like, Anderson, it's kind of the same with Q-Tip as well. Like, you could say when Q-Tip's on a song, it will just instantly make the song better. And Anderson Pack, I'd say he's like, you know, for our generation, he's like, um, yeah, he's the same thing where any song Anderson Pack's on, it will instantly make it better. Right, so I've done a dig a bit, a dig a bit further here. So apparently Jack White's not on this, this track. He plays the guitar oh. on... On ego, the Donald and Solid Sound of Wall, uh, Solid Wall of Sound. Uh, they're, they're all they're all uncredited, and but it's weird how they do that, isn't it? Like he only got the credited feature on the one song, but he played on three other songs. Yeah, it's true. It's very true. Yeah. So the vocal harmonies that come in after 16 seconds are from the touch of your lips by the emotions, and yeah, guitar part was by Chris Stoller. Um, Q-Tip again on bass, keyboards by Casey Benjamin and uh, Q-Tip and Blair Wells uh, as the mixers. So then we have Comrade Tokyo featuring Kendrick Lamar. Again, another like, dream feature for a Tribe album. And um, 
yeah and apparently this song is about a japanese restaurant and i think that's like where what name of the restaurant was comrade tokyo and yeah it sort of like represents luxury and like the upper class luxury mm, class, class divide essentially you know yeah, the class divide in America and what have you, and yeah, it's a good song and and Kendrick as well. Like he just like he goes off. He, his verse is incredible on this. Toleration for devastation, got a hunger for sin. Every nation abomination, let the coroner in. Crooked faces, red and blue laces for the color of men. Just embrace it and die alone. Song of revelation, reverence and cattle's racing. Devils and demons and Deuteronomy fumigate on the economy, illuminate broken dreams and manifest our insanity. Look around, Sayonara tomorrow, he's just blood on the ground. Yeah, absolutely. Just it's uh, it's just magic to my ears to hear Five Dog spit a verse, opening a song, and then Kendrick to be on a verse right after it. That's like, you know, it's like fantasy booking and wrestling, and all. It's like doing a fantasy football team, and like if you're gonna do a fantasy rap team, then you put these two on on it, don't you? And this is it. Yeah, amazing. And Five's not. He, he doesn't even beat around the bush with it. Like his political um, his politicalness on this. It's like. Talking about Nixon and he'd rather watch, like talking about CNN and mentions Trump and very one of us yeah one of the more like just straightforward political verses that that he's ever done and again surprised by it I, I didn't think he'd be up on his politics I, I thought he'd just be up on his, his cans of Pepsi but there you go yeah yeah he's got multiple multiple interests that geezer and uh, yeah. I hope they were both in the same studio. I, mean, I hope it's all the collaborations. I hope they're all in the same studio when they were recording. So imagine, yeah, just imagine Kendrick and Fife in the same studio. I think so. I just, I think they, because they're old school, aren't they? Tribe. I think they've got to feel it in the studio. They've got to make music. I, you know, and sending rap verses over fucking email to me, it's just like I know probably you know, a lot of rappers do it now in this day and age. It's fine. You can't just fly out to anywhere, but. If you're making this album, making this this inspirational album that it that it came to be, I think if you cute it, you're wanting them in the studio together. Definitely, yeah. Or people record stuff over over Skype. I mean, that's just disgrace. <laughs> I mean, that's just yeah. How oh. dare they? How dare they? How dare they? Um, so yeah. Kendra coming in with the uh, talking about economy and that as well. Um, quite a, quite a short verse, but you know a lot of to me Kendrick's um. It's weird with Kendrick, you know, because he's got one of the most insane discographies of all time, but he's just got such a hit-and-miss feature career. Like, sometimes his features are just not not there, and, like, I didn't like the Black Panther album, I thought that was trash, and I just he had some some crap on there, I personally thought. But but on this one, he was he, he brought his A-game, no doubt. That's a good point, yeah. I mean, I mean, you can't knock his, his feature with uh, Taylor Swift, though. I mean, you can't, you can't knock that. That was incredible. Stuff of dreams, that. Huh? Stuff of dreams. Playing that uh, one in the uh, in the in the Prius to this day. I re- I reckon that it's one of them songs where like, I'm not saying he's lost his credibility, but it definitely didn't help him that that doing a song with Taylor Swift and it's like fucking what's his name uh, Stormzy doing a song with um, Little Mix. It's like mm. why are you doing that to yourself, son? Like I mean, you know, not bad art. It's Taylor Swift's not awful, but it's not, uh, just, it's just yeah, no, it's it's like it's you, you don't know? need the money. You don't need the money, yeah. fan base. Why do you want like a, you're not gonna get a crossover fan base from doing? It. You're not gonna get like eight year old girls coming to your show and that. So it's like, you know, why do it? Why do I risk your credibility like that? Yeah, 
and Maroon 5 as well. We did one with Maroon 5, who used to be good, but for these days, Jesus. Ever since moves like Jagger dropped, I, uh, I looked the other way. Yeah, yeah. But nonetheless, yeah, good song. And yeah, they take a sample from um, Space Oddity and also uh, Give Me Some More by the JBs. The next song um, we get on to, again, probably one of the greatest ones of the album. And we say that a lot, but it's just a good album, really. Um, <laughs> and this is Ego featuring Jack White again. Ego, ego, skip the chipping in my mind. Ego, ego, skip the chipping in my mind. Ego, ego, ego. I got one, you got one, and now we equal. Sometimes it makes you trip out on your people. Sometimes it has connotations of evil. Sometimes niggas call on it when they need to. It's called the ego. So with the, uh, it's the same guitar riff apparently that they used in Lost Somebody. It's at the end of that song, he then uses it at the start of this song. So, you know, quite quite clever interchanging there. Yeah, and yeah, this this is just for me. <clears throat> this is Q-Tips is is the best thing he's done. Maybe one of the best things he's ever done in, in Tribe. Period. Uh, it's the best thing he did on did on the album, in my opinion. It was a Q-Tip solo song. It was the only, I think, it was the only Q-Tip solo song on the album. But he just absolutely brought it. The thoughts, just two in unreal verses, and uh, you know the creative subject matter as well. Um, it's in the it's in the it's in the chorus in the song title what it's about, but he um, yeah he just he talks about the ego in some in just the most uh, creative ways possible I think. Definitely yeah I mean it says what it does on the tin it's a bit about the ego about what the ego can make you do like what can drive the ego again it's it's like the earlier songs he's done like sucker n word or what have you where he takes. He takes like a topic and he doesn't land on one side. He just sort of explores it from all sides and lets you make your mind up. Mm-hmm. And um, and the, I, I want to know what the original sample is, what where the actual like the actual horns come yeah. from, um, just so I can listen to the song because it sounds incredible. But I've not been able to find that in my searching. Uh, if I do find it before it comes out, I'll insert it in here. But yeah, I, I agree with you there. Yeah, one one of the greatest beats that I think he's ever made as well. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Probably the best beat on the album, and just the way he flows on the beat and his flow over the beat. It's just um, you know, I don't get it with a lot of songs, but this song I listen to it and I st- I'll get goosebumps every time I listen to it because it's like when you hear that flow over the beat and it's just and it mixes together so well and it's just something just orgasmic in a way. I'm not gay, but the, the the voice in the song is. But yeah, it's, all, it's just like, oh yeah, it just works so well. And especially the, the the end three lines, like his lyrics at the end, like ego has no ending, has people pretending. Religious zealots get jealous because guys want their defending. This is the last tribe on our ego hopes that you felt us and closing for our ego. We only know God. We only know God can help us. Yeah, just uh, just unreal wordplay with that. It is, yeah, and um. Yeah, brilliant song. Yeah, just knocks it out of the park really with that tune. Yeah, not a good good chorus from as well, isn't it? Just um, yeah, he just uh, hits it out the park and yeah, probably one of the yeah. I don't know where it like. I'd have to I'd have to rank the songs on this album just because it is so good. But this would be in like probably my top three. 
Mm, I mean, and we're talking about the goosebumps there, actually, I was thinking about that. I think what it might be is that the fact that it, it goes so low with like the bass line, doom, 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 and then it goes up with like the horns as well. It does have like a, a there's probably like a musical term for it, but they way the way they do like culminate in this crescendo of horns in the beat is just yeah incredible. It get it gets me like you know it gets me amped to it whenever I hear it. Yeah, I got like an excursions vibe as well, but you know when Q-Tip straight away bang on excursions, the way he just comes in with it and he's like. He's uh, he's coming at you with that that heavy verse with on that not sick beat, it's similar yeah. as well. And like the bass line is sort of taking like that's like the main focus of the beat as well when he was doing it at the start as well. Yeah, yeah, definitely, yeah. And the sample is taken from um, Space Oddity, but that's not the main sample. I want to find the main sample of the horns. If I can find it, I will put it in here. But at the time of recording, I don't know what it is. And so now we get on to the final song of A Tribe Called Quest. And uh, it's been a long journey. And this is where it comes to an end. Uh, this song, The Donald, it could be like, you know, seemed to be inspired by the Beatles. Um, how their last song on Abbey Road, which was re- their last album they actually like, recorded, um, even though later B came out after. It finished on uh, Her Majesty, which was like a lighthearted song. And this tropical quest, they end their they end their career with the Donald, which is a light-hearted song. Five dog, what I go on with the crow, enough thing, that's why me had to come true. Five dog, you spit wicked every verse, them no say, respect the training man first. Again, featuring uh, Buster Rhymes and uh, Jack White as well on guitar. Yeah, that's right. And uh, again, Buster, closing out a Tribe album. It's poetic in a way. It, it's, um, I don't know, they probably did that intentionally just to... Uh, yeah, just to harken back to, to low end theory and what you know the the how they closed it out how we closed it out on that. Five dog, I know you have them all shook up. Good shit, can you a mastermind they cook up? Five dog, what I go on with the crew? Nothing, that's what me had to come true. Five dog, you speak wicked every verse. Them no say respect training man first. Five dog, I know you on a one and twos. Give me that one where we did. That's the one for us. Five dog, I know you on a one and twos. Give me a zero zero and do exactly what you do. So just uh, just yeah, what a, what a great tribute, and it wasn't done. It didn't. It wasn't done depressingly, and because it, it shouldn't be, because it's a tribe at the end of the day. It's they're all about positivity. They're all so the why 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 end your career on a negative on a negative way? Do it like this. You know, I love the Buster's his vocals on this. You know, it's like almost like a you know sort of like Jamaican Caribbean. Uh, twine to it wasn't there so uh, yeah really really catchy with the um with the outro on there and yeah I, I was always i was wondering why why it was called the donald i think the reason they called it donald obviously it has connotations to donald trump which sure. is kind of here with like you know the sound the sound bites being played in the song yeah but, uh also the nickname of Five Dog was Don Juice, one of his many nicknames. Five Dog Legend, you can call me Don Juice. I'm the shit right now. What you need to see proof? Recently on the internet, they chatting, taking both debating who can win in battle rapping. So that's why they're saying Don Juice. 
and um yeah so so I, I wanted that as well actually for a long time and yeah that, that's the reason why the tribute to fife and sort of at the same time a double entendre about like the current political social uh, situation that we're in with with donald trump yeah so it's a it's, yeah there's double entendre to, to play on play on words then isn't it and um Fife's verse on this is class as well. Let's make it happen. These cyber thugs already part. No subliminals with me. You know who the fuck you are. Who wants more? Ha ha. Well, here are. Orthodox fitter or ring on a south bar. No doubt I'm a set it. Dude's best be ready. Off top on a spot. No reading from your whack. Very leave the iPhones home. Skill sets must be shown. I'm going to show you the real meaning of the danger zone. Huh. I got it on. Ace freak to all clones. Untouchable in my zone. Watch it. Don't leave him alone. Fuck your ass cheek flows with bars sweeter than scones. I think I think Q-Tip Steffo saved probably his best verse, maybe his most his favorite verse for the last song. I think he may have done that intentionally. Yes, yes, he's the wrong one to fuck with no matter what the day. He could catch you on his plane or the one he on the day. Visit niggas in a dream, make a scream of bloody murder. He's the training gladiator, ain't no need to take it further. If you want to take it further, your huckleberry is here. Doctor up your holiday, Wyatt Earp, you're good like the tears. We gon' celebrate him, elevate him. Father had to levitate him, give him his and don't debate him. Top dog is the way to rate him. Because, yeah, he's, um, he's, got, he's got some funny bars on here, like... Off top on the spot, no reading from your whackberry. Leave the iPhones home. Skill sets must be shown. Just uh, so yeah, just the uh, un yeah, re- just some f- classic Fife on this classic uh, comedic skills from Fife and just makes you laugh and makes you happy and just uh, yeah, what what a way to to close out Fife's career as well. Definitely, and it's great to hear like um, Fife Dog and um, and Buster Rhymes doing their. Like paying tribute again to the Caribbean like roots with like the, the kind of like dance hall like patois style of 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 rapping that they, they do and really the first time I've heard Buster Rhymes do that on mm. record and and I mean it's, yeah it's great the whole song really is like a tribute really to to Fife and it's just great great way to end it really and and you get Q-Tip as well on there sort of acting as like Fife type man in a way just like his whole verse is it's just all just basically just saying how great Fife was and yeah just you know just saying you know he's the Trini gladiator mm-hmm. Ain't mm-hmm. to take it further I mean that's just that's it isn't it and get the, the last the last bar is give him his and don't debate him top dog is the way to rate him so he's I just mean, saying there's you know there is no there's no debate needed he's he is the great he's the greatest so there's no need to talk about your list your top tens whatever yeah definitely and and the last lyric that a tribe called Quest will ever speak is just five dog. How do you feel about the tune? You know the way it sort of how it continues past that, and then it just like winds down, like winds down, and it's just like fight dog, step back. Like how, how do you feel? You know, because it goes on for quite a while as well, doesn't it? Me personally, I love it because it's it's, it's I think it, I've noticed it's a bit of a trend that I've started to hear. Like J Cole and Kendrick have done it where they have these long outro songs that go on for, like, fucking ages. And they, they it's basically like the credits of a film where they go, oh, this geezer was on the mixer, he was great. Oh, David, 
selfies. He was brilliant. Oh yeah, Ian with that photo photocopying. He was he was quality. Yeah, what what a geezer. And they'll go on for fucking ages, and you'll be just like, when is this gonna end? But here was the perfect way to do it. I mean, it was about five minutes long this song, and uh, yeah, like a good about half of the song was was taken up. I would say maybe just under half of the song was taken up with it with this outro. But it works just because it's just a nice it's a nice hypnotic uplifting. Mm. Yeah, I think it works really well. I think other other rappers should take notice of. I reckon this is the way to do it. It's like, yeah, it's a good point when you say hypnotic. It's like a like like a winding down sort of nature, isn't it? It's like cooling off from everything you've just heard, you know, because we've just heard some such amazing this, haven't we? So it's just yeah, it's just like calms it down and it's cooling off and it's just it's the last thought in your head is Fife Dog and obviously that was sure that was done intentionally. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, this this album, we got it from here, Thank You For Your Service, went gold and went to number one in the USA. And so happy for that, you know, because I'm pretty sure that was it was quite a competitive day that this album was released, you know. I'm sure some other albums got released on that day that, that were quite big. I might have to have a look at that. But it was, yeah, it was, yeah, it was amazing to see. It's one of them where I can't, I can't remember what came out today, but the um, this year's like the, the Grammy selection was was incredible. Yeah, it was, and um, they they got the they got the nom, the nom like the uh, they deserved, and just, well, that's the thing they didn't get the nomination. That's uh, that that was you, really who was in that um, that year then. I, I, yeah, I believe it was. Let me let me have a look. So I think they would have been nominated the following year. Uh, that counted 2016. So that that yeah, because that was like the main bone of contention with Q-Tip, and that's why he went he went on Twitter or it might be YouTube with that that rant. That yeah, he didn't receive one single nomination for the Grammys. So just absolute bullshit, isn't it? Again, just because probably because the norm, you know, the meme culture and they're not like the in in the pop culture or whatever, but like musically, I mean, what 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 else was as good as that? Definitely, yeah. I think so. I can't remember what category it would have come under. 2016, the nominations were Forest Hills Drive, Compton. It was won by To Pimp a Butterfly. We also had Drake in there and Nicki Minaj. 2017, you had They Last Sold, the Anonymous Nobody, uh, Drake Views, Schoolboy Q, Blackface LP, uh, DJ Khaled made. Why is DJ Khaled in there for fun? <laughs> DJ uh, Khaled. I, I what? Job at him. Luckiest man alive. He is. Kanye West, The Life of Pablo. She was, he had a few good songs. And it was won by Colouring Book, Chance the Rapper. Uh, one of the, yeah, so if, if it was 2016, it, that, it was like, that was the year where it could have been nominated. It would probably be 2017 because, you know, it was like November at that point, weren't it? Yeah, that, that's the thing. I don't know when the cutoff is, but it probably would be, yeah, 2017. I think Dan won it in 2017. Dan won the Grammy for Best Rap Album. I think that was 2018, damn. I'm, I'm, I'm off Wikipedia at the moment, so... I don't know how accurate that is, but I, believe, I think it was 2018, damn, won it. Uh, 2017, Chance the Rapper. I, I'd put I'd put this album above both of those, really. Oh, yeah, like, 100%. Like, yeah, that's, there's no question that this is a better album than, like, Chance the Rapper was an album that was shit, in my opinion. That was whack. Oh, it was, yeah. Just thought, uh, what are the... Cancer rap is a weird one, but let's not even get into it. But yeah, and uh, yeah, Dan was that I liked. I really liked Dan, but it's it's not as good as this album. Not many albums are, to be honest with you. 
Definitely, yeah. The Tribe Called Quest, they would go on to SNL to perform this album and they, they performed um, We The People. And they also did Space Program. And when they did Space Program, now this, I don't think this was put on YouTube, or if it is, it's not on there anymore. But they, they were doing it, it was uh, Q-Tip and Jerobi on stage. They had this, they had this like trip, this, it was like a sort of um, life-size, well, massive blown up like painting um, with five dogs like face on, on there. I mean, it's quite hard to describe it really. So that was sort of in the background while they were rapping. And then they cut to the audience while they're doing Space Program. And you see Buster Rhymes and Consequence in the audience. And they get up from the audience and join them on stage. And he was, oh, he was fucking sick. <laughs> yeah. I, I Again, um, just, yeah, what is it with Tribe and Buster and being like just so good at giving talk show, like talk show and, you know, shows like that and live performances? They're always so hype, aren't they? Definitely, and that they did one. Um, speaking of them being hype, they actually did one on uh, Jimmy Fallon, I believe, or Jimmy Kimmel. Sorry, Jimmy Kimmel. They did this generation, and I think they did another song as well. And yeah, they had Buster out there in consequence there as well. And it was actually like on a live stage uh, in front of like a, a crowd that uh, must at some kind of gig. I don't know, but they did. They did one on Jimmy Kimmel, and it was fucking sick. Mm. I think I could go down a YouTube rabbit hole for hours of just watching all their live performances, just, just typical and just just on talk shows alone. I've I've been down that rabbit hole many times, many times. And and I should also mention though that performance on SNL that was the same night that Dave Chappelle was hosting. That was just after Donald Trump got elected as president. And what a, what a show! Imagine if you were there. You had Dave Chappelle come out with one of the best monologues that. I'd ever seen one of the best stand-up comedians to ever do it, and then introducing a tribe called Quest. I mean, that is just insane. Yeah, imagine turning on your telly and, and witnessing that. Like, we wouldn't. What do we get over here? We get bloody Graham Norton chatting bollocks. <laughs> yeah, get Graham Norton fucking like pulling back a lever, knocking someone over in a, in a chair, and then going, All "Right, everybody, here's Plan B." <laughs> <laughs> oh, for fuck's sake! God. Uh, yeah, just talk shows are so phony and fake, especially the ones over here. That Graham Norton. What yeah. a wanker. He's one of them where actually, I'll be honest with you, when when you watch it, when you actually get into it, it's actually not that bad because I, I quite like the fact they have three guests on at the same time. So they have quite interesting interactions between them. I remember once when The Rock and Snoop Dogg were on the same one. It was like, fuck me. <laughs> that was good... Yeah, it's weird that you say that because when I was in Canada, yeah. It's so mad how you just turn on their like cable or whatever it is, their terrestrial telly, and you just you're flicking through the channels and there's just star after star after star all on these talk shows at the at the exact same time. So I clicked on one, Snoop Dogg was on there. Yeah, I clicked on the I clicked on the other one and like Brad Pitt was on another one and like it. But that's just normal everyday telly over there, mad. We need more of that over here. 
And yeah, the Tribe Called Quest, they would actually go on the 59th Grammy Awards. And they're introduced by Solange. And um, they started off with award tour. You had Q-Tip out there doing award tour. He was like, no, pull it back, pull it back. And then you see Anderson Pack on there with his drums. They did move him backwards. And then they had this massive like wall on the stage. And again, just uh, Donald Trump was elected by this point, as I say. He was elected by you know by the time the album had come out and um yeah they have this massive wall on stage and then they get to we the people and the wall gets like broken down and you have loads of people in like in um in hijabs and stuff all like coming out like loads of muslim um, ladies coming out and you have i think consequence and uh buster was there and they do we the people and you have anderson pack as well joining in with we the people and it goes as a testament to um to what I was saying about Anderson Pack can make any song better just by the fact he was there. They do like We the People, and then he does like this little ad lib bit where he's saying, I'll, I'll, I'll play the clip in here. I can't really do it justice by singing it. <laughs> yeah, don't think you can do Anderson <laughs> Pack's voice justice. And yeah, he I th- somehow he takes that song and makes it even better by just adding in this little thing. And it's just an amazing sight to be seen. It's a powerful sight to be seen. And you you, um, you hear Buster Rhymes talking about Agent Orange saying, um, you know, he's not going to divide us with a Muslim ban. And, and yeah, just incredible performance. One, one of the best live performances I've ever seen. Yeah, like just powerful shit. And yeah. Uh... Anderson Pack is just one one of the most en- energetic live performances you'll you'll see. So if you ever get the chance, definitely go out there. And then mixed in with Buster and mixed in with Tribe's energy, it's just uh, yeah, I'm not, I'm not surprised it was that good. Yeah, and sadly that's where we'll leave you on the journey of a tribe called Quest. <gasps> Gonna need some Kleenex, Luke. Fucking hell, need to dab dab before it, Yeah. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. DJ, spin that back, spin that back, spin that back. Because Tribe weren't done there. No, they weren't done with that last album. No, because they would also go on a world tour. And that world tour, they would, they would say goodbye, do their final gigs. And it included, included some gigs in the UK. And we were privileged to be able to get tickets for this gig. We went there. We were there. We near the front of the stage, mm. in anticipation, and then we were told, "Q-Tip, he's injured his shoulder. He can't make it. So they're, they're going to cancel uh, Tribal. <laughs> they, they can't make it to Parklife. So um, no, they were yeah, on the, the jewels, which was is pretty good. But I mean. <sighs> I mean, this is this was like I'd already seen one of the jewels twice. I think at this point, you know, this is tribe, man. We've just done a whole six, seven part series on them, and this this is why this is our dream was the been our dream come true to see them live, to finally see them live, and then the, the dreams but they were dashed. They were dashed, and we were we were left there instead. I mean, run the jewels are pretty good, but then after that, we were left just watching Frank Ocean. We's back towards the fucking audience. <laughs> Shit. Yeah, doing, doing he done he didn't do he did thinking about you, but then after that, none of Channel Orange. It was like, what for fuck's sake, son? What are you, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, and, and he had terrible showmanship as well. He just like did song after song after song, and then he didn't say a word. 
Yeah, yeah, no, he didn't say one single word. I mean, I've talked, we talked about it before at live gigs. So, like, some people have better crowd interaction than others. He didn't have any, any. Again, great artist, not a great live performer. Uh, unless he wants to sponsor us, then then we'll change our tune. Um, but but sadly, that's that's where it was, and that's uh, that was it over. And you know, hold on a minute. Hold on, hold on one minute. Hold on, DJ, DJ, play that. Spin that back, spin that back. Spin that shit. Spin that shit. Because they didn't just make one UK stop on their last tour. They would also make another another stop. And I was a bit dejected. I was a bit like, oh, fuck, I paid all this money. You know, I travelled up. I think I travelled up from London even to, to come to Manchester to see it if I was, if I was right. And, you know, to be honest with you, like, you know, parts of that gig were really good. Um, you know, from the Jewels bit was really good. Um, and we saw Danny Brown that day. It was pretty decent. Uh, but again, you know, didn't see Tri, a bit dejected. And he was like, uh, oh, they've, they've, you know, they've got their plan at best of all. They're playing at Bestival in September. I was pretty skint at the time as well. And I was like, I can't afford it. Is he going to fucking have his shoulder injured? I, I was a bit sceptical, but you was like saying, yeah, you got you got to do it. you got to make it. No, because it was like the lineup was already pretty sick. And then when Tribe got announced, it was like, nope. Like, I think that year we'd already done um, the most festivals we'd ever done. Especially for me, I know. Like 2017, I went to so many. I was like skint. I don't know how I managed it. Because and festivals at the very at the very last festival or it was so it was like pretty much September time wasn't it when when it was on so you're like skint it's the end of summer but I'm like no this we have we have to do this yeah that it's it's one of them where I think it was you, you and Ryan actually like talked me into it and you were like yeah you you've like because I was I was like probably at the most skintiest I've ever been and yeah. even after buying the tickets I was thinking of selling them just because like I I needed the money. But he was like, no, you've got, you've got to do it. And so, so it came around to September. Um, it was in, was it the Isle of, it wasn't the Isle of Wight, was it? It was. Uh, no, it was in uh, Dorset, weren't it? Down Dorset. As south as possible. That was it. Yeah, after years and years of me having to fucking travel all the way to Leeds, and um, you guys finally know how it felt because like, <laughs> well, on that on that final day when we made it back, I was I was home within about like two three hours. <laughs> it took us about nine hours but now you know how i felt when it's at leeds and i leave we leave like first thing in the morning i'm not back until the evening i'm not back until night <laughs> fucking ungrateful <laughs> three leads in a row yeah so we turn up there we turn up to festival and it comes to the saturday evening we had a good good night already you know we'd, we'd seen danny brown you know we'd seen um little dragon i believe um no but there was something in the air. I just remember this. Just this. There was something in the air that night, wasn't there? Like just this, uh, there was this weird feeling. Like the air was like so fresh, and I was just like, "There's something in the air right now. I can smell what the rock is cooking." Exactly. Yeah. Finally. Yeah. They keep come back. I go. Finally, the Tribe Core Quest have come back to, to Dorset. Dorset. Have we been to Dorset? <laughs> Like that's that like just just side tangent actually right? <laughs> Do you remember right when when Wu Tang played in Manchester 
And I think I said to what you guys, I bet you they think Manchester is Liverpool. Or they confuse Manchester with Liverpool because I, I made some joke about them playing. You never walk alone. And he went, well, they're not in, in Liverpool. They won't know the difference. And then they come out there and they start fucking playing come together. And they start saying, this is this is the, this is the land. This is the song of, of your Beatles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> your people's song it was in Manchester. And I was like, for fuck's sake. <laughs> Yeah, no, Americans don't have any clue the the geographical uh, landscape of the UK. Did that small mining town just outside London, Newcastle. <laughs> oh. Welcome, everybody, to WWE Raw, and we are in Manchester. We are in Liverpool, which is right next to Leeds. <laughs> this small little fishing town called Edinburgh. <laughs> It's not even that big of a country. I mean, England's not that big of a country. It can't be that hard to. But to be fair, we'd probably be the same if we were to tour America. We'd we'd make some mistakes like that. But um, but yeah. So we um, I can't remember who we just finished seeing, but we had to go meet the rest of our mates. Was it Dizzy? Was Dizzy Rascal on Saturday? Wasn't it was Dizzy. Yes. Yeah. So we yeah. went to. Now it's good you mentioned it actually. Yeah. So when Dizzy was playing, we were running towards the stage and um, we saw an actual a geezer, um, really sound geezer as well actually. If, you, if you're out there, I don't know your name, but shout out to whoever you are. But it <laughs> had like an electronic boards type thing on his back and it said the five foot assassin and uh, or the RIP the five foot assassin. And that was, I remember, sick. That was so sick. Just like lit up, didn't it? Mm mentioning that as well like they like it was it was one of them where there was so many tribe t-shirts as well around that weekend it was like you, you knew what people were there to see yeah well i didn't have one i've never had one before and i had to buy some of the merch there because yeah uh, yeah it was just it had to be done had to be done anyway so we get to we get to the stage and they're late coming on and so we we're with a few geezers and we're just talking and we're we're just, you know, talking amongst ourselves. And and then I, I remember telling you, it's like, oh, mate, turn around. And he's like, why, why? And then I said, turn around. And and Fife Dog, a picture of Fife Dog with, with his hands like in a praying position on the screen. Just just silent. Just just nothing. Just just that on the screen. And everyone's cheering. And then you just hear the, the, the intro of space program. <laughs> And then fucking like Q-tip, Jerobi, and Consequence all come out. And you have Alicia He Mohammed Dex as well. And they they did space program. And when it comes to Fife's parts, they were like having like you know holding the microphone up to the sky. Well, actually, I think where it was, they had a, a microphone stand, and it was lit up when um when Fife was actually rapping. Yeah, uh, also I like his face on the screen as well. I heard at some yeah. point that would like light up while uh, while he was rapping. But yeah, oh my god, there's the space program. And didn't they have the video on as well? They uh, so it this wasn't the actual video. Was it some some form of video though? It was. Yeah, I was about to about to mention like the actual visuals like to the gig were incredible as well. They had like especially like you know like most of the time at gigs they'll just basically the the side like the big projection screens they'll basically just show the gig they'll basically just be big screens that show the performance whereas tribe actually did make videos like specifically yeah. designed for it 
I mean, them and the Rolling Stones, they're, they're like two of the only artists I've, I've really can remember doing that. That's it, and it's, it puts it over the edge, doesn't it? But where, when they first come out and there was just that that, um, that that feeling in the air of just like, oh, my God, this this shit's real, this is really happening. And he was standing mm. on stage and like, okay, you know, they looked a bit older. Q-Tip had his, um, what was he was wearing? He had like the headwear that he had on as well. He was uh, playing up to his, his roots, wasn't he? Um, but yeah, when he come out, man, I was like, "Fuck this shit's on." My my con- my concentration was totally fixated on the, on this stage at that point. Definitely. And then we just started singing along with the the space program chorus, didn't we? And then it just took off from there. It, it did. I like, I like the pun as well. There. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. And yeah, it, mate, it was it was mental. And then, um, yeah, I mean, it was just just unreal. So the next song we we go into, they go into, oh my god. And I mean, that's just the perfect word to describe it. Oh my God, the place went mental. Incredible set list they have here, and that, that was incredible. They, they get to, yeah. I mean, oh my God, what a song to freak out to. Um, yeah. Did you go from like the, because this album, you know, it, like uh, there probably a lot of Tribe fans that were there that may not necessarily be that that familiar with the, the new album. I mean, that's what I was gathering. But so then to take it back to the, you know, what the the album's the most famous for. Uh, yeah, you could tell like after the, when when oh my god started playing like yeah there was there was more people like getting getting into it. I found definitely yeah. And then they after that they do a bit of a surprise one. They do Common Ground, which yeah. uh, from, the, from the Love Movement, not one of their like most famous songs. Um, but I was popping hard because I was like shit, it's, you know, great song. I, I didn't, I never thought they'd play that. Um, yeah, we'll just preface this by saying so there was 23 songs I think in total with this uh, yeah. this set list yeah, and Louis did not stop for the entirety of it, so he knew every word to every single song. It was a uh, it was amazing to see. It, it was it was probably the only gig where like I've 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 my, I was I was like rapping as loud as I could, then I've lost my voice, then it's also come back again, then I probably lost it again. I lost my voice twice in the space of one gig. Like was... roller coaster of vocals. It was mental. And uh, after that, they then go into another song I didn't think they'd play, and that's "Let's Ride," uh, which is a Q-Tip solo song. And they had like these. Um, I think they played some of the music video, but then they also had like special like visuals as well designed for it. Oh, that incredible! That that song live as well. Yeah, I remember the the cool visuals. Now you mentioned there actually. Yeah. Then we get into this generation, and they played the music video to that song as well on screen. Again, incredible. Yeah. Um, and just just hearing all of them as well, like all of them, like just. Like, yeah, because at this point they're all out there. Like you know, Q-Tip is 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 class live, but you know we're kind of expecting that. But then you're hearing like vocals from Jerobi and and the like, and and he's Jerobi's really fucking good, weren't he? He was definitely yeah. And uh, we get into Mobius, the next one. Um, again, they they smash it. So and the next song is this is where for me. I just remember this was the moment where I was just like, mm. it went to the next level. I just remember when they played Butter. And a Fife's face was on the screen, and it was just the, and he was just getting played a cappella, and I was just like completely fixated on it. But the girls were mad fly, lounging with the tipster, cooling with shot, 
scoping out the honeys. They know who they are. I was the b-ball playing, fly rhyme saying, fly girl getting, but never was I sweating. Cause when it came to honeys, I would go on a stroke until I met my match. Her name was Flo. Yeah, I messed around with the one called Flo. All the troopers round the way used to call her a hoe. But deep down in my heart, I knew that Flo was good to go because I thought it was me, like Bell Biv DeVoe. And then it just song banger after banger came after that, didn't it? Yeah, well, it was a bit before. Um, so, so they did Mobius, and then Q-Tip. He, um, again, great crowd interaction here with Q-Tip. He was just saying to everyone, "I remember when I came into the studio and I was making making this beat, and a five dog came in, and, and he was like, I want to get on that right there.' And, and Q-Tip was saying like, "Oh, you know, I think I want to say something on this song." And, and he's going, "No, I want this song right here." And then he plays the acapella five bars from Butter, as you said. But little did I know that she was playing with my mind. The only thing I've learned is good girls are hard to find. I feel like heavy D, I need somebody for me. Not someone whose mind is blank and trying to juice before my backs. Swinging with my main man, lucky behind my back. What type of crap is that? Yo, how's about a smack? Word life, I can't front. Thought I was all that. But now it seems I've met my match. I was a stone cold lover. You couldn't tell me Jack settling down with one girl. Wasn't trying to hit it. It's incredible as well, the way they that story as well yeah you're right yeah and i mean that's yeah because it was when he was he was talking to us and then he played it and then yeah i just remember getting goosebumps for that i had tanya tamika sharon karen tina stacy julie tracy used to love him leave him skis him tease him find him lose him also abuse him my whole attitude was new day next hunt and believe it or not they all got done but here comes Flo with the crazy whip appeal and I'm all too mad, like Alexander O'Neill. Is this really love? Then again, how would I know after all this time trying to be a super hoe? She finally played me, but yo, I'd find another because I've got the crazy game and yo, I'm smooth like butter. butter, butter. And then we hear the ding, 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 ding. I remember when this explicitly played and like, I looked at you and they gave you like, oh, it's happening, it's happening. <laughs> oh, mate, that that was, and and both of us, we were like fucking in anticipation. And and they with the, the opening bass line as well, they let it run for ages as well they didn't like it wasn't just the normal like excursions they they like like ali was like just playing the bass line just repeating like the doom 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 it just kept going kept going and finally when q-tip went into it and when he got on the drum the drum beat fell in there it was like oh, he just meant- completely milked it didn't he as long as possible and like it worked so much Yeah, me and you were jumping up and down on this one player that I remember. Uh, he was, he was, yeah, that was, he was incredible. I think one of the best showmen in, in hip hop. Um, yeah, like we'll, we'll we'll give like an overall at the end, but yeah, you can't like just his the shit that he was doing at his age was just he was running up and down, he was all over the show, he was getting on top of fucking on top of the the building there and like the the yeah just uh, what well, just amazing energy especially for his age. Definitely, yeah. Um, and after excursions, we get find a way. Uh, in this song. 
like they, they do like find a way we hear like the bars and then we get this this dance from q-tip jerobi and consequence are all doing this like dance and they were going like back and forth and then like they did they just kept going oh my father away and then they just kept singing it for ages and ages just like just kept singing it now you cut my heart for the evening Cause my cheek moved in, you're confused Thanks, should I just say out of Kahana? And then they, uh, Q-Tip, I believe it was, held the mic up to Ali, and we actually got to hear Ali actually sing, joining in with the song as well, which is incredible. Yeah, it was, and then I think we tried to copy their dance for it for the rest of it, didn't we? I mean, probably didn't do it as as good. Well, definitely, probably looked like fools in the process, but I'm not, I'm not asked it was worth it. Yeah, definitely, we we were we were plastered, but it was. Uh, <laughs> It, it was one of them where as well it was the right kind of drunk it was it was brilliant it all worked well like it wasn't too much like there was there was no memory loss from it it was it was the right kind of drunk for it. yeah, yeah. lined up the stars aligned as they say stars aligned and then the next song we get black spasmodic and as we talked about earlier this song live just when they're doing the chorus black i mean it's just incredible yeah i think i remember as well that one of the geezers that we you don't remember the names of that we were with I remember, I think they played this, and um, he wasn't really familiar with the new album. And I remember him just saying, "Wow, this is a this is a really good one, isn't it?" I'm like, "Yep, it is." Yeah, definitely, and uh, uh, it's incredible, incredible song. Um, and then next one we get "Luck of Lucian," which again taking it back in time, right there, the first album. Um, and I don't think they played much of that song, but they they play a bit of "Luck of Lucian." Then they played. I think you were like one of the only geezers there that was on to look at Lucian, I think. Yeah, yeah. This was like the, what, the, first, the second ever tribe song, actually. Yeah. Mm. So it's really back in the early days. Yeah. And then, then they go to Sucker N Word. And it's, it's one of them where it's like. <laughs> this is the moment where I think it's me, you, and Ryan are all rapping. And then, um, and then I, I started going, and everyone just went, oh, and they all turned to me. And then, and then I was, and then as soon as everyone turned to me, I instantly forgot the words. I was like, oh. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, break. I remember like you absolutely like popped so hard to this song, and like yeah, you were like, yeah, you were proper into it, and you were singing the chorus and that, and like, but yeah, I do remember this song specifically as when you were like popping, and like everyone around you was like realized, holy shit, this is the tribe number one fanboy right here, and everyone <laughs> like trying, everyone was just like, they were buzzing off you. Yeah, not enough to attract a female, but you know. Oh, all the uh, boys were though. Um, it was, it was, it was, it's a bit awkward though when you gotta go, hey sucker, yeah. wherever you are. <laughs> you are. <laughs> hey sucker geezer, <laughs> I remember the next song was Phony Rappers, and I think Phony you were. Um, I remember, yeah, this it was these two songs back to back because I don't know if you expected them to play Phony Rappers. I, I did remember. not. No, I would not expect it. Yeah. I remember you popped hard for that as well. I mean, this is probably my favourite song off off that album, Beats, Rhymes, and Life. Mm. And um, yeah, they they did it incredible as well. Like I, I would not expect them to do that. And then they did Gone, which is of course uh, a Kanye West song, which Consequence was featured on. Uh, great song as well. And then probably again one of the highlights of the gig. Yes. They, um, a tribute to uh, to someone who wasn't there, sadly. Not because he died; he was still alive, just wasn't there. <laughs> It's pretty <laughs> but Buster Rhymes probably they, the, the weird laws again coming into effect could be exactly it could be that 
Um, and uh, yeah, they did. Uh, they they played Wooha, uh, the ODB song, which uh, Buster Rhymes was. Was it a Buster Rhymes song that ODB was featured on? It was a Buster song, but yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. So, they, so yeah, the Buster Rhymes song that the ODB featured on, and they all did like they were doing, you know, the Buster Rhymes bars and the and uh, and they played the music video. I think I think yeah. they played the music video. They might have played some it other did. video. No, they, they remember the on screen. I remember seeing Buster's face on on the screen, and remember just like proper bop into it when because obviously the what an amazing chorus it is, and yeah, some good memories of that of that, of that one. That, that really turned me on to that song as well because I, I don't think I was too familiar with that song. I was um, listening to it before when I was working out. I really, yeah, it's such a banger. Of a song. Yeah, yeah. glad they did that, and I'm glad the. They didn't just straight up. I mean, they, they could have just straight up did try. I mean, would have been happy, but you know, they did it. They varied up a little bit as well, which is glad. I mean, they paid homage to the Boyd Buster because he couldn't be there. And I'm glad, you know, Q-Tip had to get a few of his solo tunes in, which is which is fair enough. But yeah, there was a little bit of little little a good mix I found. Definitely, definitely. And then um, again, more bangers to come. They do bugging out. Everyone's going mental. And then... yeah, well, this was the song. Um, I remember. I pop probably hardest for because mm. at the time it was probably the the trap my number one tribe song and this was the I remember rapping along to to all of the the bars this me and you and we mm. were just doing it together we had like our arms around each other kind of thing and then this was the moment where the two the two people behind us the couple they knock us <laughs> the shoulder and they're like use a sick use use a we're not even watching the gig now we're watching news <laughs> we were like fuck yeah we we feel we feel like tribe royalty yeah. Oh, definitely, and it, we charged them for about missions fee, and we were saying, well, <laughs> technically we are one of the acts, so you should pay some royalties. Mm. <laughs> so yeah, talking about that song, I mean, yeah, that, that one was just incredible live. Like obviously bugging out, just like a chorus, everyone can join in with. Mm. Um, and then yeah, one of their best tunes, and then they, they keep it going and do Steve Biko stir it up. Steve! Another one gets the people going. Electric relaxation when that one came on. So I think like they was doing Steve Biko and then Cuter went freeze and then then yeah. they did, they put our electric relaxation. Everyone was like, you know that that noise you get when everyone hears a song. <laughs> that's a banger they just go oh you know yeah. that oh. when you're at that like when you're at a gig in it and like they play like the, the really known one and yeah you hear that echo throughout and like everyone's like oh shit alisa he muhammad you know you're the alisa he muhammad you are the big cheese when the beat drop count the three if you just freeze one two three freeze It's one of them where it's like you, you can only hear that reaction in certain scenarios in life. Uh, over there, like in a live gig, where like you hear you, you're hearing a song that like that is a banger, or like um, you think you've run out of booze and someone goes, "Hold on, there's one more bottle." Oh. <laughs> or like, or someone goes, "Hold on, you seen what's on Netflix? They put the new series of Better Call Saul." Oh. Like that is 
did did you see the Everton goal the other day? Oh, oh no, no, that that's more like, huh? What's, what did Everton score? What are we on about? Crackle. Oh. Get <laughs> no, but, it was, <laughs> but yeah, it's one of them where it's like, um, it was it was incredible tune and unbelievable. And then they go into like the Q-tip song, Vibrant thing, which again, great song, you know people still going mental i didn't think he'd do many solo songs but i'm happy he did mm. and then they can check the rhyme you on point geezer all the time geez i remember that when he played check the rhyme as well because you know it was the pop again one of the the more famous songs obviously and, and uh, there was the sing along with check the rhyme and i remember at this point because uh ryan turned to us and, and knocked us on the shoulder and he was just like this is sick lads this is sick uh, but yeah, it took him like 20 songs into like, and he was proper feeling it then because he wasn't much of a tribe fan or knew much about them. He listened to a few songs and he didn't know how it would come off because if you're not a fan of hip hop and you don't go to hip hop gigs, you know, how, how are you going to know? Like, it, it's one of them and it's either going to be shit or really good. That, that's how fine with hip hop. And uh, yeah, check the Ryan play, then remember Ryan popped hard for it. Hey, I was I was popping, I think loads of people were popping all over the shop. You, you were popping many, many other stuff. No, it, 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 yeah, it's illegal. Anyway, <laughs> and then they, they do check the rhyme and everyone's like, oh, you know, this is this is madness. They, they, you know, they go off stage and we're thinking, oh, shit, that's the end of the gig because, like, you know, they were a bit late getting on stage. Maybe, you know, that's the end of it. Then they come back on and then we hear, doom, doom, They do, can I kick it? And just again, one of them songs where like you got you we've got to be hearing that song. Unbelievable. And that one where everyone knew the words too as well. Yeah, the, the performance of that it was so good that that when they did it. And I, I think I think they can kick it. I think we finally answered that they can kick it. Because mm. when he got like so, he would Q-tip would go kind of kick it. He'd, he'd sing it, and then he'd stop the music and put the uh, the the mic to the crowd, wouldn't he? Yeah. Oh, can it, yeah. Uh, that that was another cool moment. Is yeah, incredible. And then we get probably my favourite tribe song. We get a ward tour, and I was just wait. I was just thinking, oh, <laughs> shit, they're gonna do it. Yeah, and. Oh, I was just thinking, I've literally got the memory in my head. Like, I've never, ever actually in my life seen you as happy as when they played this song. <laughs> it was one of them where it was like, because they, they played it that night and it was insane. And the next night when we were watching, was it DJ Yoda? And he did his tribe medley and he played a war tour as well. I, I probably didn't pop as hard because it obviously is, but almost as hard. A war tour, incredible, incredible song. <laughs> way to end it and then they cap it even more they thought what's the, the last song we can end on and just you know you're only as good as your last album and just lucky luckily for us their last album was incredible they do yeah. we the people 
Yeah. Uh, you end on your inspirational, you know, the inspiring song, the, the uplift on song. And what does he do? He doesn't just play it once, doesn't just play it twice. He loops that shit three times and keeps bring that shit back, turns it off, turns it off again. He's just, he's just, he's just re- reeling in the bait. And yeah, and then the, the last time that he does it is the last performance. And it's just absolutely insane. Definitely, yeah. I mean, I think it was even might have even been four times because I mean, the thing is, he did it like once or twice where he didn't do like the full song. He just he did like a bit of it and went play that back. But then yeah. he he actually did the full song in full and he climbed up on the speakers and he was doing his dancing as well. And Jerobi was going yeah. into the crowd and and then then they just did it again. They just did the whole thing and they went over the curfew and it was it was insane. Mm. I mean, you know, I didn't have to travel back that night, so I wasn't bothered. I wasn't driving. <laughs> Some people might, <laughs> but oh, it was it was incredible. And yeah, it was like they must have known at that moment they were like, "This is the last performance we're ever going to do." Is try like this is the last song we've got to give it everything we've got, and they did. They were getting up on top of the stage. They were like running down into the crowd as much as as they could, and they were just having the time of their lives up there. And they gave such an end. What a what a way to close the gig. It was it was just incredible. Definitely, and it was one of them moments where everyone was singing along, and it's like that is what live music's about. It's a moment where, like, the moment only everyone in that moment seems like they were only in that moment and nowhere else. It was it was an experience everyone was enjoying at the same time, and whatever was happening happening outside of the world, whatever happened an hour before the gig or an hour after the gig, didn't matter. Just for this brief moment, and we could all enjoy experiencing the same elation at the same time and you saw the face of Jerobi as well someone who you know he's had a successful uh, career in, in cooking and and he's, he's done some rapping as well and finally you know he, he'd seen his other mates you know go and have this incredible career and you know the question always came what does he do in the group and, and finally he gets a chance to have have his verses on an album and we get to hear that he can't just only hold his own but he's actually good and mm-hmm has that experience of performing in front of thousands of people mm. and probably one of the heights of of his career and of his of his life maybe you could even i don't you have to ask him but you could say <laughs> and yeah. he, he's there and you see this this look at him and, and and the way i sort of read it and i i don't know how he felt about it but there was a bit of bit of sweetness that went on oh, where yeah. it's kind of like this is an experience that he probably never ever had before but it may be an experience that he'll never, ever have again. And you could just see him enjoying it. I think he was taking pictures with the crowd and everyone was just enjoying the moment that they thought would never happen. Yeah. That had happened. And we we were given the confirmation afterwards when Q-Tip said this is the final gig. You know, peace out to uh, Five Dog. You know, dedication to Five Dog. Um, this is the final gig. We knew this was a moment that would never happen again, and just, just, just glad we were there. Yeah, couldn't have said it any better. And yeah, on Jerobi's face, it was like you could see he was just feeling so many kinds of emotions. And Q-Tip as well. I remember like when they were giving those speeches and they were talking to the crowd after the set was done, and he were like saying there, "Oh yeah, this is the end of Tribe, but it might not be the end of us." So we sort of hinted that they could be reformers, like a new group. But that's that hasn't happened to this day. But at the time, that's what we were thinking. But just looking, there was tears in in both of their and all of their eyes. It's like it was just just so emotional. Like like I remember after it, I was so emotionally drained. 
that I didn't even, I just went straight to bed. Like I never usually do that at a festival, but I just, they'd given it all, the all theirs and we give it all of ours. And yeah, because of that, I was just so fucking drained, so tired and went to bed. And in that moment, I was a lightweight. I couldn't believe it, but I don't care. It was worth it because one of the greatest gigs of my life and I'll probably never get to experience that moment, experience the moments of seeing Tribe Called Quest's last ever performance. It wasn't just their last ever stop, you know, in, in the UK or whatever. No, we witnessed their last ever performance and they gave it, they gave it as much as they could. They gave it everything, and um, and it lived up to the hype as well. Which was, for me, it was hard going. And is it going to live up to the hype? What? How is it going to be without Fife? How are they going to have a live performance without Fife? And they smashed it out of the park. That's a good point to bring up, actually. I, I remember actually asking you that, you know, when I was debating whether to get the ticket. Is it actually going to be worth it? They don't have Fife, and yeah, it was just incredible. They they. The way they done done it was perfect, just insane, and and let's just hope no no they don't get offered like a hundred million dollars to do a gig in Saudi Arabia, and they <laughs> let's hope they don't do the, the, the WWE fucking yeah. super show. <laughs> they do get together again. Let's hope that was the last one because I think mm-hmm. that's the best way to go out. Yeah, stay away from that blood money, Cusa. You don't need it. Yeah, don't don't be doing your last gig in MSG, Dorset. That's the that's the that that's yeah. the truth. That's the dream right there. Dream or a way to go out. I mean, I know, unfortunately, someone did die there of a, um, a drug overdose, but that that's fine. It's okay. It just You don't have to think about that. Don't, don't think about it. Like, get some fish and chips. You're in Dorset. <laughs> they must sell fish yeah. and chips there. It's England. Yeah. And just, uh, yeah, what a p- perfect way. One, one of my favourite ever festivals as well, I can say. Just um, so many good memories of that one. There was just such a good vibe to, to that festival, and I'm sure it's mainly because of drive as well no doubt no doubt and um yeah it was yeah it was okay yeah there's no there's no more words to say about it really it was one of them where that night as well that was kind of the vibe where it was like well this, this night's not really going to get topped by much else so <laughs> yeah. what else do you do? I can sleep it off and that's all right there i woke up fresh as a daisy yeah i, I continued drinking um and um stayed up to um i think like me and um we stayed up to me and alex stayed up to like not that late to be fair because it was fucking muddy as shit and it was a bit like yeah there's no way to top top that top top the night after seeing that no there was not and uh yeah where do you rank it then in terms of your live gigs it is joint first with the rolling stones um it's hard to choose between the two um but it is it is definitely up there. It's equal to that, yeah. Cool. And um, what do you say was your favourite song of the, the set? Oh, it's got to be... Oh, it's difficult really to say, to be honest with you. Because, like, me as a, on a personal note, obviously Award Tour is my favourite song by them. But Find A Way was just incredible. I'd, I'd say Find A Way, probably. Yeah. That was what a good sing-along, that? wasn't it? And I, yeah. I just think it was the moment of bugging out where we... Where they tapped us on the back of those two people, and we're like, "Fucking hell, you, what, we're witnessing something special and it's not, it's not cute on and co on stage at you two. <laughs> so that that puts it up there, but it's it's just so hard to pick. I mean, the encore in itself, man, it's just the best, hands down, the best encore I've ever experienced. The way they the way they chose kind of kick it, and the way, like I said, they stopped the mic, and let everyone else sing the chorus a cappella, and then he went cute it went back to doing it, and then just the way they 
played We The People like four four times straight and played for it for like 15 minutes, but it was just it was just amazing. So it's hard to choose, but yeah, one of my one of my favorite gigs of all time. Definitely, and that is where we'll end a tribe called Quest, one of the greatest hip hop groups of all time. There'll never be another tribe uh, ever again. Uh, what they meant to hip hop, what they meant to music as a whole. I hope we've managed to cover it as in depth as possible and, and go into stories that are a bit ahead. And if you're, if you're a massive tribe fan or if you're not a tribe fan at all, I just hope that you've learned a lot because, you know, we put a lot of our effort in, into this because we are that passionate about tribe. And, and uh, yeah, just hope you uh, enjoyed the listen and there'll be much more podcasts like this in the future where we pick the subject or something that's as quality as you're going to get and it means that much to us but it'll be hard to top how much tribe means to us so make sure you listen to all five parts all six parts how many there ends up being make sure you listen because um, there's just a lot of information you can you can pick up on there's a lot of uh, you, there's a lot of songs and there's a lot of music you, you miss out on if you, you, know, if you, don't, if you don't listen to it so yeah tribe um, overall just um, what, what a group there'll never be another tribe Hold on, DJ. Play that one, spin that one back again, spin that one back again. We're not done yet, not done yet, not done yet. Because they had done a music video for for, for We The People. They did a music video for This Generation, but then they released a trailer online. There's going to be a third music video from the album, and it would be for Space Program. And finally, the Space Program music video comes out. And After like a year, <laughs> fucking, oh, like, why did they do that? Why did they make us wait like that? Like, how, how dare they? It's one of them where it was like, yeah, like, because I, I was waiting, because I was just thinking, like, it's a bit odd, like, I only do two song, two music videos for an album. Like, it's a bit weird, like, in this, in this day and age. And it's like, um, I was thinking, like, there's got to be another one, it's got to be another one. And I was just hoping Space Program. I got even to the stage where I was thinking about making, like, a short animation for a Space Program music video. Just like, oh, fuck, I want to see it, I want to see it. And, and I want to get the credit for it. I want to have something to show on my, my showreel. That's where it really was. <laughs> Portfolio. It, it, it was. it was that, to be honest with you, yeah. But, yeah, but then, and then finally this comes out. So the music video starts off with, uh, we see Q-Tip, right? He, he's, um, he's there in, like, a spaceship, and he's just crossing off, he's crossing off numbers, which we presume, like, the numbers of days that, you know, he's been on there. And then it cuts to, like, a picture of, uh, Ali Shaheed Mohammed, Q-Tip, and Jirobi all walking with like robes on, like into like a field, an empty field. Then we get like the song actually starting. First, th- first thing we see is Q-Tip asleep, his eyes opening, and then we get um, initiating sequence on the screen. Q-Tip starting to rap. Then there's this big green orb, which Fife Dog, he's sort of when he's rapping, this is sort of lighting up. And then he's rapping. Ali Shaheed Mohammed, he's on the headphones. We get Jerobi, he's in a chair. And it's kind of like a chair that I think maybe paying homage to the uh, the Terry Gillingham film, Brazil. Um, yeah. It, oh, yeah, that's, that's a good point, though. Yeah. And we see Q-Tip, like, in zero gravity, doing rapping while there's, like, books and all these type of other business, like, you know, floating around his spaceship. Um, you know, he could do a tidy up. And he's rapping, and then we've got Jerobi going into his bars, and obviously you've got Shahid. He's going in there doing his his uh, scratching, 
and you've got tv screens like old-fashioned tv screens all around the spaceship and it cuts to an image of one of the tv screens which says uh, whites only in our white community obviously you know the song you know we talked about about race and then we get to the first we have the first chorus and then we cut to q-tip he gets out of like this this portal and he looks at himself sitting down wearing an all white all black suit with a white tie playing chess with a man with no face and he's he's rapping while he's actually like playing chess manages to win the the game of chess and then he says imagine if all the ship was really talk about space dude then points up to the sky and then we get back in the spaceship we get the the message that says warning oxygen leak and then we see all three members of tribe standing around the orb as as five dogs go in as they're all going as mm. the screens playing it's playing images of like different rappers and singers like erica badu vince yeah. staples pharrell common and as it's going on you, you're seeing all the pictures of like you say like the who's who of like the, the rap community like you've also got quest love in there as well you've got alicia keys in there and it's intercut with image of all like civil rights civil rights footage of people going on marches of um someone in a ronald reagan mask laughing um and then all this while happening the oxygen in the space station is counting down janelle monet she's on screen you've got pictures of the black panthers on the screen as well rosa parks oxen reserves going down it's all building to this moment q-tip he's trying to open the door to get out of there but he's, he's suffocating at the same time, Jerobi's getting strapped into the chair. Q-Tip's trying to break out, but he can't do it. And they're all show- they're showing pictures of like all the civil rights moments and moments of like all the abuse that was to happens to like black people, them getting hosed down. While Tribe is saying, you know, to make something happen, to make something happen. And we see like pictures of Martin Luther King and of the moment when Malcolm X was shot as well, I believe, and oxygen's going down, pictures of Muhammad Ali. And then uh, we get the, the image 17 unarmed. And suddenly the oxygen sign's gone down. It's gone to zero and it's now just saying, I can't breathe. Then we cut to side by side images of the Rodney King beating with pictures of the astronauts, all white astronauts, you know, coming back from the moon. And then we see by this point, Jerobi's finally like, fully suffocated. Like he's fully strapped down in his chair, Q-tips on the ground. He's got no oxygen left. And then side by side, again, on the TVs, we see pictures of black people being locked up while white people are looking off into the sky like at the rocket launching at the Apollo. Imagine Apollo 11 rocket launching. And then they're all around the orb as well as they get to the crescendo of the song. It spins round and round and round where it gets to the point where you see on that screen with the oxygen sign, the the text has gone from red to green and it just says stand up on it. And then we cut to a field where Q-Tip was playing chess with the geezer and then he points up and then you see Q-Tip's eyes opening and he's looking out across the field and you see reflection of his eyes, of the sunset in his eyes as Q-Tip, Jerobi and Shahid all looking across a field and they start walking and it mirrors the scene from their first music video, which of course was I Left My Wallet in El Segundo. And they're walking off into the distance, into the unknown, you could say, and it just cuts to black and you just see the sign former leak in the bottom uh, left-hand corner. Mm. And we get, we get the credits uh, to Can I Kick It? 
And while the credits run, we get images of tribe, basically, of their history, of some of their greatest moments. Just well, the definition of uh, of walking off into the sunset, isn't it, really? Like, well, just the, you know, the formidable way to wrap up. And that's what they did with it. Maybe why they took so long to make the video, because, like I said, uh, all these different celebrity appearances, cameos, the way it's shot, the premise of it, the story of it, you know, it's so politically driven. It's so it's such an introspective, but it's also going through the past and the career of not only tribe but all black, you know, black activists and um, everything that's been you know wrong against the, the black community. It, it ties all that up. It ties all those sort of ends up. So it hits on so many cylinders the video, and then at the end, like what it all comes down to is is wrapping tribe's career up as a whole and and what a way to do it. It's um yeah just uh. Just a breathtaking video, really. You, you need to definitely rec- the biggest recommend one of the biggest recommends of this podcast is is watching this um this video and just being in, in awe of it. All right, just just recapping it, I'm getting emotional about it. It's it's it is just the perfect way to go about. I mean, this is the perfect end to a career that anyone's ever done. Um, that I've I've seen personally. Like it's it's the last gig was perfect. The last album was perfect and. The last thing we see from them or hear from them, the, mu- the music video, that was also perfect. What a career. Um, yeah, yeah, and um, it reminded me a bit of, I don't know why, do you know the episode, uh, you know, the Only Fools episode where they're walking off after they've won the millions? Yeah, yeah, I mean, so, yeah, people, that, that really is it, then. That is the end of A Tribe Called Quest. And uh, thank you for joining us on this journey. Thank thank you, Pace, and for joining me on this journey as well. Of course, yeah, I wouldn't want to do this with with anyone else, to be honest with you. Uh, we are two, two tribe fanboys, as it is. Um, we talked about, pretty much covered everything we could about them. You know, we've, we haven't left anything on the table, I hope. So I just hope you can pick up um, some things from this, some good music to listen to, some interesting uh, things about the career and how, you know, the personal lives as well. And I hope just it's came across what they've meant to us as a whole and what... Um, and what their music does for us. So yeah, th- yeah, thanks you, thank, uh, as well to you as well, Lou, and thanks to the listeners. And look out for more contents, more in-depth contents, as, as similar to this in the future. Definitely, yeah. I mean, it's it's been incredible. Any time you can go over like something that that is such a big part of your life, it's going to be fun. And I can't think of anyone else uh, better to do it with. And uh, and yeah, I'm hoping a female will, will say those words to me one day. Uh, <laughs> Uh, and 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 their music has meant a lot over these over these five years. You know, it's kept me kept me going, mm. and that was Q-Tip as well. It's kept me going in a different way. Um, yeah. As hey, we said, sex drive going. Keep my sex drive going. If I was, have all this slowly come out across this podcast? I'm not. This is this is your version of Tyler the Creator's Flower Boy. <laughs> is this Flower Boy? Is this this whole this whole series? Yeah, flower I'm, Boy in podcast form. Because I'm not, if any list, any female listeners are out there. But I, 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 I'm, I'm saying it so much that I'm getting to the point where I'm, I'm forgetting to say if I was. <laughs> there you are. It's slowly just going to fade out. Am I or am I not? Find out on the next series. <laughs> and we did that once on Stroud of Preston and we, got, we almost got kicked off the air. <laughs> True. At least we're our own bosses here, so exactly. we kicking us off. Yeah, don't be. Yeah, try kicking us off, and unless unless YouTube people are listening, or then they, they probably they can kick you off. That's but the thing. can you kick it, Lou? I, I I I believe I can. We kick it like a tribe can. That's the question. And 
yeah, let's just end it on this. Are you on point, geez? All the time, geezer. Good evening. For the second time in as many weeks, a grand jury has found the evidence is just not there to charge a white police officer in connection with the death of a black civilian. This time, it's in the biggest city in the nation, packed with tourists for the holiday season. These cases are wildly different and half a nation apart. This one involves the video seen around the world by now, showing a man named Eric Garner being taken down by mostly plainclothes police officers while being placed under arrest. One of the officers employed a chokehold. Moments later, while on the ground, after complaining he couldn't breathe, he was dead. Back where I'm from, it's a great country. It's a great country. It has a lot of great things. But there's a big, big void that's there. And we are not as introspective amongst the people as a lot of other counterparts in the world. You know what I mean? So I'm going to ask all of y'all over here New York City's first African-American mayor, David Dinkins, of course, well, he's out with a new memoir, and in it, among other things, he claims he lost his re-election bid to Rudy Giuliani back in 93 because of racism. In the book, he writes, when asked why I lost, I used to say, why do you think? I didn't want to say it out loud, but it's time. Now I say racism, plain and simple. This week across America, the power of a hug was on full display. So I'm gonna ask y'all to put all y'all, I know we're supposed to be fun and all that. You know, we all are responsible as artists, as rappers, you know, we have to really be introspective with what we give to y'all and what we say to y'all. Y'all feel what I'm saying? Yeah. We ain't on a molly in this motherfucker, right? We good, right? Y'all yeah. feel me? We see a completely non-racial society. We don't believe, for instance, in the so-called guarantees for minority rights, because guaranteeing minority rights implies the recognition of portions of the community on a race basis. We believe that in our country there shall be no minority, there shall be no majority, there shall just be people. And those people will have uh, the same status before the law, and they will have the same political rights uh, before the law. We can't even agree on Black Lives Matter. That's a controversial statement. Black Lives Matter. Not matters more than you, just matters. Matters. Just matters. As well as solidarity, a lot can be said by simply taking a knee. Black people was fighting for civil rights, not even equal. <laughs> just civil. Can we get civil? Can we get, I'll take civil rights. Just be civil. Turn the fucking hose off. Can we just get... At the protests in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, a little water went a long way. I know you guys out here doing your jobs. I'm not mad at you. In George Floyd's hometown of Houston, the police chief joined the calls for justice. And in Flint, Michigan, a show of what can be achieved when the sheriff puts down his baton. I took my helmet off and laid the batons down. I want to make this a parade, not a protest. Meanwhile, days after George Floyd's death, 29-year-old Sean Dromgoul went for a walk in Nashville, and 75 of his neighbors had his back. 
My neighborhood is the best neighborhood. Meanwhile, in Washington, D.C., not far from the White House, proof we all need somebody to lean on. Needless to say, there's a lot of motherfucking violence, black on black violence going on in Chicago and Miami, all over our country, man. We are losing our youth at an incredible rate. We need y'all to pray for us, man. We believe it is the duty of the Vanguard political movement, which brings about change, to educate people's outlook. It's not a balance, a full balance of artists who will bring a full vision, a full story of everything in life. It's just, you know, this one pinnacle. And I would like to see more topics. There's social relevant topics? Social relevant, just like, you know, just more than just... Depth. Substance. Substance, absolutely. A lot of depth, like that human connection, because we're here for a reason and, you know, just it's more than what we're spoon-fed over and over and over again, so. Everybody takes the easy way out. You know what I'm saying? If it's something they have to think about, they don't ever really give it a chance. And it's unfortunate because there's a lot of good music out there if you just sit and listen to it. You know what I mean? But they'd rather go with a catchy hook instead of lyrically listen to the whole song. They'll just listen to the hook and the beat, get they drink and they smoke and they dance on, and that's it. You know what I'm saying? But there's more to life than just that. You know what I'm saying? You can get your party on, your groove on or whatever, but there's people that go to work every day. There's people that are on welfare every day. There's people that go to the library and learn something every day. You know what I'm saying? So, unfortunately, these kids, they'd rather listen to us kicking in a rhyme or a verse than listen to their own teacher at school. And on that note, being that it's unfortunate, we still have to deal with it. So being that they'd rather listen to us, we gotta kick something else to them other than what kind of car I drive or how many chicks I brought home from the party last night, you know, stuff like that. It's cool, cause I get down like that, no problem. But, you know what I mean? Let's give these youth something else. Cause this is all, that's all this music is, a youth movement. If we fill their head with nothing but BS, they gonna go out like that, you know what I'm saying? And everybody's trying to have kids now and come on, man, you know? get it together it's like we were we were little kids we were just trying to escape all the darkness around us mm. you know what i'm saying yeah and um it's fucking mind-boggling that it still resonates 30 years later you know what i mean it's insane we're making a music <laughs> in our teens bro it's insane i think the reason why childhood quest is still relevant today after all this time is because it was truth. It was honesty, man. We made an institution of music that we never sold the spirit of that to anybody. We didn't compromise that. And when you saw us and you got to touch us, it was just a real experience, you know what I mean? So it was important to like not overkill the shit and just make the shit right and just really touch people's hearts and just become a thing like that rather than over the top it. So looking back in hindsight, you know, it could have been some things that we could have did differently, but the way it turned out, it turned out good, man. <laughs>